Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 34. We're finally going to begin our all-female series. Um, got in contact with somebody that's going to be very interesting. She's going to go by Investigator Charlie today for, uh, you know, kind of privacy reasons. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> so we're going to, how we're going to break this one down. Uh, she's in a very uh, specific discipline within law enforcement here in the Midlands. Um, she's also married to law enforcement um, and has been in first response her whole adult life. Pretty much. Yeah. So got a little bit of everything in there. So I get kind of a, I get kind of a twofer with her being married to Ellie. Um, and hopefully she can tell some of that story, which is kind of funny, <laughs> yes. um, but not all of it. It's, al it's always, it's always something as professionally disciplined as we try to act sometimes the personal lives of first responders are not as squeaky clean or as professional as they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that. Um, and then, so her being an Ellie, being married to Ellie, which is kind of, that's, that's also gonna be kind of different, being in first response or literally anything that would be shift work. So it would be kind of similar like nurses. If you're married to a nurse, it'd be something similar to that. And then we'll get into her ICAC background, and she's going to explain to you what that is later, um, and then tell you what she can about it, and why uh, a lot of people in our, a lot of like hard hitter kind of guys like that this still exists, and we'll get into that too. Um, not that it happens, but because we can still fucking do work when we need to. So. Charlie, just start from kind of the beginning, what made you into kind of a motivated, the motivated law enforcement officer that you are now. Super gung-ho about ICAC, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, I grew up in a really small town, um, literally a, a 1A school town. Um, didn't have such a great home life. Grew up in a really large domestic violence home. Um, kind of escaped that by going to my grandparents and working with them, farm life, whole nine yards, didn't have any boys in the family, so kind of got chosen out of the family to do the boy work, per se, mm -hmm. the farm life. Um, parents divorced and my mom totally became an aggressor. So she was originally a victim, per se, but she became an, ag an aggressor. Um, child abuse, child neglect, whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty open about it, DSS involvement, um, I actually had deputies responding to my house very often. Right. Um, some weren't as pleasant as others, being very upfront about it. Um, back in those days, you kind of were all about, oh, let the parenting do the parenting. Not, hey, this parenting might not be all the way right. Um, so DSS did get involved a lot. I joined the fire department at 14. Um, played every what? sport. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Because when we talked with Brewer, the, uh, they said, he said, or at least I thought he said, and he'll correct me as soon as he hears mm -hmm. this if it's wrong, that you could start doing stuff when you were 16. Oh, no. I started at 14 as a junior firefighter. That's what, grade, what it was what called. What grade were you at 14? Was that junior eighth? high? Was that eighth? Yeah, eighth grade. So, eighth grade, ninth grade, I started is just joining. Is that just because of where you were? I was in a small-ass town. You, you were like, it's like, well, she looks big enough. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Hey, can oh, you we carry this some boots. Can you carry this hose and put some boots on? Yeah. Perfect. So, 
pretty much. Okay. Where's the smallest <laughs> guy? Let's get him, get her his own gear. Oh you know. Gosh. Okay. So pretty much, um, my grandfather was in the fire service. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'll start going to meetings with him, and then I joined from there. Um, and I was actually certified 1152 at 16. Okay. I was me, interior firefighter. Okay. So back then, now you have to be firefighter one to be interior. Mm -hmm. um, but back then it was 1152. So I was so you interior certified <laughs> at 16. So <laughs> I was going in houses and driving trucks at that point, oh, 16 years old. So we had EVDT for emergency vehicles, you know, driver training, driving the trucks about four foot 11 at the oh, time, driving trucks, getting the scenes, pulling hose, fighting fire. Jesus Christ. Small town living. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and I'm actually still a firefighter. The, so. the volunteer firefighter world is so crazy to me. I mean, I wasn't raised in first response like yeah. at all. But then some of the stuff I hear about volunteer work, and I've and I've and I've gotten to seen it. I've got to see it a couple times um, towards the the northern part of our county, and there'll just be there's be one guy. And then you're just waiting for volunteers to come up, you know, with their mm -hmm. 97 Mustang that has like some red flashers in the front of it. <laughs> yes. and you just wait for them to show up. They yes. already got their britches on. I was driving like a Ford ZX2 to fire scenes with my flashers on. <laughs> like, that was like my first car. Ford ZX2. Yeah. Little tiny red car, like in the 90s models. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, you had to, I mean, you already had. Uh, you got a ton of experience quick then. It's, yes. You're already fighting at 16, fully, or fighting at 14, fully certified at 16. Mm -hmm. And I thought that you I might like could two... become a full-time fireman at 18 years old. Like, yeah. I really did. Uh -huh. Didn't do it, but, yeah. you know, and it's not something I would want to do now. I wouldn't want to do full-time fire service. There's some, there's some people that'll, that'll be completely counter, but they'll just be like, yeah. this is the, well, and it's just like for every profession, there's, Firefighters are like, this is the best damn thing I've ever done. I just mm -hmm. got to go. I just got to sit and wait for 24 hours. People, yep. like, I don't know. And get everybody. super excited about a house being on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, not about somebody losing their house, per se, right. but I get to do some work. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. I mean, it was more of a, a family thing for me because I didn't really have that at home. Mm -hmm. so, so, I found family in the fire service, and, and those people were my family. Right. That that's the biggest thing. I mean, sixteen years old I ended up running away per se and having a deputy respond saying, Hey, she's not a runaway and make a report in the system. She's not a runaway, she's staying with family because he considered fire department members family. Mm. So to escape the situation I was in, which right. was good. You know, and I, I like that. You know, it was it was someone that helped me. And right. I actually I had a deputy, um, at the time and he <clears throat> trusted every word I said about what was going on, and took action. That's the one that got DSS involved. I actually called him week nine of the academy, found out his number, called him and said, hey, um, just so you know, I don't know if you remember me from back then, but I am now becoming a cop. I'm week nine, so I wanted to wait till I got at mm -hmm. least passing <laughs> before yeah. I called you, but. That's when it was still the 12 week program? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I've already met a lot of people that didn't even go through that. Uh, well, everybody. Gets like, well, it's almost like a within South Carolina. It's like a generational thing. It's like, oh well, I went. It was twelve weeks. When I went, it was more like boot camp. When I went, 
we ran to the range and ran back both you know, right uphill, <laughs> uphill both, both ways. ways yeah just i'm just like ah. which it is kind of uphill both ways it is it actually. is but i was definitely in c group <laughs> because i could run the slow, but slow group c group's the slow I was group that, yes <laughs> so i was that one that got with like and this is gonna sound horrible but i got with like the biggest guy in the C group, yeah. and I ran beside him saying, yeah. yeah, you can do it, you can do it, just yeah. so I didn't have to run as fast as everybody else. Yeah. So, I was that one. <laughs> in anybody that's been in that kind of, anything with like PT environment like that, um, everybody at one point is guilty of just like, man, I'm really not feeling it today, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break even though I know I'm faster than this, and I'm going to go help the slow guy. Yeah, that was me every day. It's like, oh, I'm staying, I'm staying with him. I'm staying with him. Yeah. We're just like, you just want to be a slow shit that day. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. And then you get so mad at those B group guys or A group guys that said, oh, I want to be on the slow group day so I don't have to run. And then they make my group run faster. Right. No. Like, they might be chilling. Get back you in your group. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 get yeah. back over there. I'm dying here. Yeah. I stayed in A the whole time, even though we had some... Uh, we had some, there's always some freaks, there's always some mm -hmm. rabbits, and it was, um, I mean, I wasn't close to the guys in the front, but I was, I was, I forced myself into A, because I'm not a strong runner, but. Yeah, they were mostly Marines. Yeah. So. That's usually how it goes. Like, I think our whole group was like, it was all, yeah, it, it wasn't all of the military guys, there were some slower dudes that were just, they were just bigger, they didn't want to do that, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we had one guy that was uh, one of my best friends from the academy, and he's out of law enforcement now but he was a big dude and usually big dudes like even like if they don't have to run fast they're not going to put the hammer down that's right so and i mean he was like i mean we're like bigger we're like you know six two six three like over 240 but like not fat mm -hmm. just a big motherfucker and he's a captain i think in the in, in the army in some capacity <clears throat> but so it seems like you had I mean, a lot of influence, even if it was just your positive experience with that deputy, mm -hmm. if it was your, quote, family in the fire service, which getting that um, that first responder influence, regardless of which discipline it is, mm -hmm. always leads you, you're, once you're in that environment, you usually stay in that environment. Where yeah. You have people that go fire to LE, LE to fire. Usually, that's that, that's the most common. Usually, people don't transfer to or from EMS. That's right. You're just usually, you know. Yeah, I don't know many. I don't know any EMS guys that kind of went police. Now there'll be some military. There will there will be guys that go from the military and they'd be like, okay, I want to get on yeah. the yeah. I'll get on the med side. You know, if they were combat medics or oh, yeah. or, or docs or not, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, with that route, it's usually more common for them to actually go into medicine. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and then like, you know, five, 10 years down the road, they're a nurse. That's right. Or they're, you know, nurse practitioner, they'll find some other health discipline. <laughs> yeah. So, firefighting for four years by the time you're 18. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> 18's always the big number for people they leave the house, they go to college, they go to the military, they go full-time in the fire service. Oh what yeah, was, I what tried. Was your, what was your decision then? <laughs> so I tried to go <coughs> to college at that time, mm -hmm. and I did not succeed at all. Well, we're, <laughs> we're a part of that, um, that 
the like the first half of millennials technically yeah um even though i don't like that that kind of term because mm-hmm. i think of millennials like after me not from like the group they give it it, it starts like early 80s oh and yeah I'm like mm. um i mean we're a part of that millennial group that we were pushed to go to college like mm-hmm. you had to go to college or you weren't gonna be worth a fuck oh yeah and i started criminal justice mm-hmm. no get me wrong i started yeah. that um and honestly i just wasn't ready for it i was not ready like mentally emotionally whole nine yards coming from the childhood i had mm-hmm. straight into life uh-huh. like i've already been through what most people don't go through mm-hmm. and then get thrown into oh now now you have where you're not being per se abused at the point and I was like, mm, I've got life now to experience that I didn't have before um, yeah. that I felt like. So I kind of rebelled a little bit. I kind of started going down a bad path. Like, mm-hmm. I like I wasn't out here doing illegal shit, but I was just starting to go down a path that was kind of a path to destruction. Like, Which is kind of interesting because I would kind of think of it as because you already had a rough upbringing but then had the discipline and structure of the fire service mm-hmm. i had left the fire service for that brief period too which could have influenced that a little bit as mm-hmm. well because that was just i went to college so when i left i didn't have the fire department there where i was because i wasn't in my home far did you go far away or did you do usc like the, okay so you small so, town and then you went to columbia boom which <laughs> yeah. which here's, a, here's another here's another uh, another side of that that people don't think about is in within South Carolina, so local South Carolinians going to any of the bigger colleges in state, so Clemson, USC, College of Charleston, Coastal to a point, and then the rest of them are, to my standard, they're just too small mm-hmm. to really be in that realm. Um, it's like the big city. Oh yeah, culture to, shock. To most, like if you're from the boondocks of South Carolina, mm-hmm. which with the exception of like five counties. Like graduating with 50. All, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, with few exceptions like that, or if you came from a big ass or you happen to go to a big ass school, like we had, um, I mean, I went to a very big high school. I went to the probably the biggest high school out of anybody we've really sat down with since. I mean, I, I was always the 4A, 5A, oh, yeah. big schools. That's just what I was always, that's what I was always brought up in. Even when I was in Georgia for a little bit, I was always like, hey, who's going to state this year? Like, who's, what, you know, college is looking at fucking Johnny. Like, that's right. Go, like, that was just, but, and the other Small side of that. Small towns have to walk on. <laughs> yeah, so the, right, or you go to another, an equally small college. Yes. Um, some people even go smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people around here where they'll play ball 4A, 5A, maybe even a big 3A, you know, and they're going to, there's plenty of colleges that are smaller than a lot of high schools That's out right. there. And um, so I say that because there's some people that get to Columbia and it's like overwhelming, mm-hmm. but then there's people that kind of, they're already, I was a Columbia kid, so I was already associated with Carolina since I could remember because my That's dad right. because my dad went there and taught there but then you got people <clears throat> a lot of these schools recruit Yankees yes <laughs> yes for the most part they have money so they'll come down here from bigger cities 
and they'll be like, uh, you know, they, they hear us use the term city and like the city of Columbia, and they're like, well, we were driving in on, you know, whatever, and whatever directions are coming, but they're coming from 26, 77. At some point, you kind of see the, quote, city that is Columbia, right? That's right. And um, <clears throat> one of my good friends freshman year, she was from Cincinnati, which is by like city standards, I don't even know if that's like a big, big city, but it's like a medium size like metropolitan area. That's right. And they were like, they were like, this isn't the city. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but you got to think for a lot of people that come here, this is this is city. huge. This is this is the city. Huge. Like this is <laughs> yeah. it. This is it. Because and and then those same people, with the exception of the of if they do like some crazy trip to Miami mm -hmm. or... Well, Miami freaked me out the first time I went. So, yeah, I yeah, see that. so, like, the first time <laughs> they go to Miami or if, you know, so everybody gets a big trip and they're like, oh, New York. We're going to go to New York. Like, <laughs> which I've only been once and, ne once and we'll never go back. Right. But, so that's funny that just, like, that going away college experience is sometimes... Yeah. Overwhelming or under... For me, it was underwhelming, but that's just how I was... It's oh, yeah. just one of those things with the environment or how you were, you know, just raised and all that. I decided partying was fun at that point. Well, USC so. is kind of known, <laughs> yes. known for that. So, yes. So, kinda, I, I did go that way. I mean, mm -hmm. I did. Um, and, and coming back, I wasn't looking at law enforcement at first, you know. But you were in criminal justice. I was. I it's, was. A, it's an easy major, too. So, yeah, it was. And I thought, you know, oh, I want to be a forensic, like, Analyst, and well, I'm going to get criminal the, justice. That's always the CSI. Yes, that's like, exactly what I was looking at when, when college original, was out. Bro, when the original CSI came out, like the Las Vegas one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they got all kind of shit now where it gets a little wild. but It does. Um, but no, the original CSI like set the tone for <laughs> a lot of careers, yeah. a lot of misconceptions. <laughs> Very big misconceptions. Because, dude, I'll even be on scenes now where I'm just like, I was like, you... They think you can pull fingerprints off of anything. Anything. They think you can put a black light on anything and be like, oh, yeah. there's, there's, there is, there's a pile of jism. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm going to get. There's jizz yes. everywhere. No, 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 that's not how it works. There's, uh, there's usually nothing. There'll be one spot of blood or jism, not. Mm -hmm. That's right. Not a Pollock page. That's right. <laughs> like, and you're going to get this, this print off of this deer carcass that's on the wall. You know, what? Yeah, like. What? Or I walk in, or, you know, you walk in at like, a, I don't know, so I like know a they dead body you. or something, and it'd be like, man, how long have you been dead? Can you, can you Stick that out? thing in his stomach. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I do not have that, sir, and neither does the coroner. I literally get here, I think he's dead, and I call somebody that they yeah. also think he's dead, and then they have to call somebody else that right. says that they're dead. Yep, and EMS was staging <laughs> down the road, so they're just waiting for us to tell them, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, they're just like, and then they're waiting for me to determine how dead they are yeah. before they determine how dead he is. It's yes. like, and this is just me looking, not, yep. not oh, let me go into my bag of fucking super trooper gear. Like, <laughs> no, no. Right? <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, <clears throat> you get rowdy at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I leave. I, I straight up left. You're one. Yes. Yes, like okay. not even through my second semester. I'm just done. Mm -hmm. Done. I drop out like I don't even get a refund. Like I'm at that point where I'm zero amount refund. Yeah. I ended up in like debt from that pretty yep. bad. Mm -hmm. I had to pull myself out of that, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um and I did. Once I got on my feet. But 
So like, you get out and go back home? I did. Um, and my grandma wasn't doing so good either, so that was kind of like a motivation for me. Hey, I've got an excuse to drop out of college. No, okay. but that's what I said. Um, so I did that, and then I kept going down a bad path. Like, I did not go down the right one at all. Like, jumping in domestic violence relationships, and I've always been kind of your alpha female already. Mm-hmm. So you expect, like, mm, she won't do that. No, she she lived through that. She wouldn't go through that. No, I jumped right into it. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole... Well, that's how it... Yes, the cycle. That, that's a common, yeah. The cycle. So I jumped right into them and, and dealt with that in itself. And it got to a point where, you know, you you go to break up with somebody and they say, oh, no, you're not breaking up with me. This isn't kind of a... You ain't leaving, bitch. <laughs> That's right. Like, Whoa! <laughs> exactly. I love you. Nobody else can love you. You're like, right. People say this. Like, we joke yes, around about it. People say that. It's like a lot. Yeah. 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 I want to love you like I love you. Yes. It's like, what? Yes. Yeah. And if I can't have you, nobody can have you. Yeah. yeah. Super you know. common. Yes. Super common. Yes. And me being like an alpha female already, like I've always, I was fighting in high school. I mean, I, all, that's all I knew was violence. I mean, <laughs> all I knew was violence. I threw desk at people in high school. Oh, shit. I mean, it, I was not, you know, the nicest. I'll, I'll be upfront about it. I wasn't, I wasn't mean. I took up for people that were less fortunate. Mm-hmm. Bullies. Yeah. Uh-uh. If you bully this kid for wearing the same clothes every day, I'm going to throw a desk at you. You know, yeah, I'm gonna beat your ass for that. Don't no, don't bully I remember, him. I remember standing up for people too. I wasn't throwing desks. <laughs> I was violent. Fucking, fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. One of my All favorite right. shows back then. I guess I took some pointers. Yeah. I thought it was just chairs. School edition. So was it like the full? Was it like the chair that was like the desk attached connected? to the desk? Oh, yes. Shit. I would just be like, here you go, boom. Dude, some of those newer ones were heavy as hell. Like the so, one where it was still the plastic chair with the three slits in the yes, back. Those weren't too bad. Yes. Now you can toss the hell out of those. Yeah, but, but some, of the, some of the bigger ones where they're like connected on both ends, and it's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of showing off, kind of. Your age? The, well, no, like the kind of school I went to because we had like, oh, the, yeah. it, like it was almost like granite top desks. Oh no, we didn't have that where I come from. Yeah, it was. We like we had made our own food. desk by the pine trees out back. You know, fucking <laughs> <laughs> just grinding. Like the ones we had, you couldn't. You know, you, you used to like carve into the wood. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We couldn't do that. Fancy, yeah. fancy. Yeah. Mm, we did not have that luxury. Yeah. But I'm sure that was cold and you couldn't sleep on it. So you know. Win-win for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make it like a prison. Yeah. No, I had a. Speaking of just small towns, real quick, with that whole thing, throwing a desk in a class, we actually had rodeo class as well. Like, that's how small of school I had. We yeah, had a no, rodeo. I didn't have club. that. We still had. We still had shop. We we still had all the things. We still had FFA. We still had all that. We would rope our teachers. Like, like yeah, I roped yeah, the yeah, art we, teacher yeah, one time. We, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like now we have, <laughs> that's in town, South Country. Yeah. Well, we still had the rodeo. They had a rodeo yeah. in town, and you had people that were. We had a full blown. In our in our area, it was um, the horse people were working people, mm-hmm. not some of the other places in South Carolina where they're like fancy horse people. Oh yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was a barrel racer. Yeah, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. So those are a little rowdier. So you're going to like rodeo rodeos, not yes. like. Horse shows or fox hunts. I am not like, jumping over nothing with my horse. Yeah, there's like the fancy, like the fancy places like Aiken, Bluffton, maybe half of Camden. Um, 
Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's new, no. And we didn't have that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Like English saddles and stuff, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And they're still dressing up like, yeah. they're, like, like the bad guy in the Patriot. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's actually like I really the first good time reference. I saw that and I was like, <gasps> they're coming. <laughs> the Redcoats, there he is. They're fucking coming again. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so, shitty lull. Yep. So I got to a point where did where, the lull start going up, and then Le coming into the picture. So, so the last like shitty person I dated, I'll say it just like it is, shitty mm-hmm. person I dated. That was that was that really bad domestic violence relationship. You know, I broke up with him. And he said not today, and I was like, okay, I get, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So it got the worst it had ever gotten that day. Did you throw a desk at him? No, no. See, that's he was the violent one. I should have thrown a desk at him. Oh. So, but he was the violent one, and I mean full-blown sexual assault, whole whole type of thing. Like, it was serious. Um, And I'm all about being a survivor of stuff like that. You know, it is what it is. It happened. I don't let it affect me. And that day, I took over my life, 100%. From from all the stuff that I had gone through, the circle of abuse that I was falling into, I was like, you know what, today's the day. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a guy in law enforcement. and I was like, hey, third party wise, this just happened to my friend. And she's she's going through a lot right now. But you were talking about you. Definitely talking about myself the whole time. Okay. And he probably picked up on it. Yeah. But and the only reason I knew some cops at the time was because I was a firefighter. You know, I'd come back yeah. home, become back with the fire department. Right. Um, and I was like, dude, she's she's dealing with some shit and this is what's going on. He was like, if you don't tell her to get the fuck out then something's wrong with you, for one. Right. For two, she's going to die if she stays doing that. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. So at that point, I said, I'm not going to die today. Not today. Yeah. So um, I, I said, you know what? Okay. I, I thought back to my childhood, the officer that helped me back then. I was like, you know what? I want to help people that are like me. That, that was my whole thing. It's not the fact of, oh, I want to help the community like your right. everyday person. It was, right. I've been through some shit, and I didn't really have anybody there that could guide me through mm-hmm. that shit. Mm-hmm. So if I can be that person that is there for the ones that can't figure it out themselves and maybe push them to right. that point of changing right. their life, then, right. hey, it'll work. That's interesting because it's, it's a specific within first response. Mm-hmm. So it's a specific discipline that motivates you, which is interesting because I don't think I've had anybody else say that yet. Um, and that's what I jumped into was this kind of work after my patrol right, side, you know. Right. But I, that's what I wanted to work, and that's what I went mm-hmm. for. Like I made it a point that was my goal that I wanted to be a special victims unit investigator. Right. You know, I wanted to work domestic violence at the time was my biggest thing. I wanted yeah. to work domestic violence. Yeah. And that's one of those things where, like, they push it in South Carolina, and people are either good at it or not good at it, or mm-hmm. can deal with it better than others, and. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I usually have really good DV cases, and I don't, but I don't, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like it, but you have to be, it's one of those things where, like, you have to be good at it, because if you fuck it up, I mean, there, there's some people that just, I had one the other day, they're just going to get their ass beat forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, I can't. Um, you can't control what they're going to do, you, you know. You can have different officers talk to them, female officers, you can have DS. You can arrest him all day. Yeah, yeah, and they're just going to come, they're going to come. They'll show up to court fucked up. And by fucked up, I mean like beat up, not oh, yeah. drunk or anything. Yep. Two black eyes show up in court. Drop I love him. 
he didn't mean to he do didn't mean it. to do this. I told him I didn't want to press charges. Yeah, right. You know, um, I actually had then, one shot. And then and show up to court saying I told her I didn't want to do anything. You were shot. I'm not yeah, giving you the option. Right. You know, right. <laughs> actually, two in three months I had like that. Yeah. Shot in the same leg, two different people, Good by their Lord. by their boyfriend. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Didn't you, want to do anything. Yeah, it can be super hard. But anyway, back to the. It's very interesting that you wanted to be a cop for one specific reason. Um, so getting into law enforcement was just normal. Like you went to your local place, you went a county over, you were like, hey, and you just regular regular application, well, I regular started academy <laughs> experience, like nothing crazy there. I applied for a couple places, but the, the first one I applied for, they were like, you've got to work in the jail first. And right. I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You don't, don't have to do that. No, and no. it doesn't. And, and everywhere you go, you can go one county over, one jurisdiction over. And you'll get a job. And, and do it. You, you, know. don't have to, you don't have to do that. Now, so, in some cases, I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. But it's different environment. It gives you the gift of gab, per se. Yeah. It, it does, in, in a way. Um, but it's, it takes a special person to be a CEO. I'm not. I, I'm not a CEO. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not confined to walls. I can't do mm-hmm. it. Um, even in my own office, I have to get up and leave. Yeah, I think, I think back in the day, I probably could have done it um, because of where where I started, that was one of the places they would put you while you were waiting to go to the academy. So they had made the decision, and this was under the new sheriff there that's still there. Um, they're like, well, we can hire people. We'll get them to work. Um, but at that time, there was six to ten month wait period for the academy. Yeah, which is does not I waited a does, long time. Does too. not exist anymore. This is um, so. <clears throat> and they'll someone will put you in jail, and you help in the jail. And there's certain things you could do as being uncertified or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they even played with the idea of it's like hiring them, hiring them as a deputy at first. But if you could go to CO school before you could go to LE one or basic basic law one. Then they would do that, but I mean, I know I probably would have been fine because yeah, not me. But you got <laughs> and I was gonna do it. Yeah, if I didn't get anywhere else, well, I was one of those done things. It. Or I think some people they, um, they they let like it's like oh I'm stuck in here with them just how they are, and you're just like mm. but then in a way, the way I thought of it and made it okay in my head. Well, I knew that I was gonna go to the road eventually. Like mm-hmm. I already knew that I wasn't gonna. I knew that I wasn't gonna be in there forever. And two. I force myself to find comfort, maybe that's not the right word, but just comfort in it's a very controlled environment. That's right. Like it's very, very controlled. Like, because there's people that are career CEOs, they're like, man, I would never work the street because it's too. That's right. It's like, it's, depending on what kind of jail you're in, it's like, say, like a jail, and I've been in very big jails, I've been in small jails, um, you know, I've been to the, the biggest one here in South Carolina, and I've been to, some very, very small ones too, um, where um, like I said, it's just such a controlled environment to where they're scared. It's like regular jail is like regular chess, mm-hmm. but then on the street is like 3D chess. Yes. Like that's how that's how I'd kind of explain I, it. I, I could see that, yeah. Because there's only so many options that can happen in a jail mm-hmm. on the street. <laughs> It is inf- unpredictable, in- infinite, and de- yes. de- and where you're at, depending on what neighborhood you're in, yes. what trailer park you're in, what history you have with those people, 
how those people interact with new officers, with, off with officers they do know. Hey, mm -hmm. are they drunk today? Are they high today? Did they already have something else happen? That's right. Did they have something happen in the city? And they're already pissed off about that, and then they come over to the county and start some shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens. Yeah. So I think that's... But, yeah, that's always a common thing. Jail first. Yeah, I, I was not about we've that got, life, though. Yeah, we've, got, we've gotten away from that. <laughs> yeah, and I had a another cop friend. I was like, hey, I'm about to start working at the jail. And I was, like, going for my drug test. Like, mm -hmm. I was about to start because I wanted okay. to work at that county. Right. Um, and he was like, nah, dude, go go apply at the city. He'll hire you on the spot. I was like, really? They were like, yeah, you're a female. You know, okay. Right. <clears throat> All right. So I went to the city, and I applied. Um, and handed my application to a man and he was like hey i'm the chief come on back uh, oh okay small you're the, city <laughs> you're the second in charge no he was the number one in charge because oh, that was the oh, city yeah, so he yeah, was yeah. the chief okay yeah, yeah. um and he pulls me back there and he's like hey um why you want to be a cop and i said the same exact stuff that i told you pretty much i mean yeah. i was really upfront about it and he was like yeah i think i want you to work for us so can you start in like the next two weeks i was like yeah, I can. Yeah. I had already quit my job. Like, I, yeah. I was fed up with the job I was at and had already quit and said, I'm joining law enforcement. Right. You know, so I got the job. I was good to go. Um, And he said, go ahead for your drug screen because we use the same place. So go ahead and get that done and we'll just take that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Called the jail. I was like, hey, I'm not I'm not going to be working for y'all. I got hired at Vice City. I'm going to go work for them. They're like, I don't blame you. We we knew you were a patrol girl. Like we knew yeah. you were not gonna be at the jail for long. Yeah. That that's super common too when you know it's like when you can tell what kind of what kind of person they are and you're yeah. just like, Well, you're you're not gonna be here for long or he's not the type of person that's gonna stay here long. Yeah. Or like they see this certain type of personality or motivation and they're just like Yeah, that you hear that a lot too. Mm hmm like So that's go, what I did. Yeah. And and I started at the city, and I had a great time at the city. Mm -hmm. So a real good time at the city. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed my time there. Um, learned a bunch of things from my FDA. So mm -hmm. <laughs> speaking of that. Yeah. So well, hold on. Before we, before we, we'll come circle back. We'll circle we'll back. Circle yes. Back. So, um, so. FTO time in the city is always kind of known as being faster paced, depending, mm -hmm. depending where you are. Because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of places around here where, like, if you worked, <coughs> will be a, a good example. Some places that have a, a city along the interstate. Let's say uh, for anybody that's familiar with South Carolina, South Carolina and South Carolina geography, say you work for Dorchester County or Berkeley County whatever your region is that's closer to the interstate mm -hmm. and closer to Somerville, Goose Creek, oh yeah, you're going to get a lot more action in that region than you are in the northern regions of both of those counties. Makes sense. Big difference. Um, and I think I, I think a lot of counties are like that. Oh, the yeah. county that we're at is like that. I had several one, FTOs, thankfully. One, one half is a lot busier than the other half. Mm -hmm. But the other half, you're fucking fighting and shooting. Oh, like yeah. That's, it is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yes. so. No, I, um, I was thankful for the city because they, like, I worked straight day shift for FDO. Like, before right. I even went to the academy, I was on the road. Oh. Um, I even got let, put in the clerk of court's office go, for a did day. Did they ever let you go solo? 
No, not on the road before. There's some places in South Carolina do that. When I tell people that, it scares the ever-loving shit out of me. Yes, and I agree. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that I would not have been, it would I've not even, have been a good place for me. <laughs> I've even heard to the extent, I cannot confirm this, very, very small places in South Carolina. We're talking like you can count the certified officers mm -hmm. on your hands. We're not even going to toes, just oh, yeah. your hands. Those, there are some places like that where none of, well, the chief might be certified, but then none of the officers are certified because what they do uh -huh. is they like rotate them where, because in South Carolina you can work, you can be a sworn officer, but not a certified officer for a year. That's right. So there's motherfuckers that'll work like 360 days mm -hmm. and quit. Go somewhere else and work well, 360 days. And then they'll, days. they'll wait like a week. Reapply. And then they'll start working. Ooh. And then they'll start working again. That's dangerous. Because it rolls. Because it it just starts over. It's not. Yeah. It's not a, like a forever amount of time. Speaking of that, I actually graduated with a chief of police. Like he was like the well, academy. I graduated. I graduated with a uh, with a sergeant, a yeah. shift sergeant. Yes. He walked off the stage and they pinned him as he walked off yes. the stage. Mine like because he was graduated just the most as the chief. He was just the most competent fucker <laughs> yeah. there. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like. How many, I don't even know, I really don't know and I don't want to know how many people were actually at that department if he was graduating as, as the chief. Does he have people under him? Is he the chief of anything? Yeah. You know? Is I don't mean, well, he's the himself? chief of the thing, yeah, but yeah. okay. To my knowledge, he's not there anymore. But, um, I mean, he's still in law enforcement, but right. I'm just, who was teaching him how to police? Can you say where that was? <laughs> um, Somewhere near Santee. I know that. It starts with an E. Okay. I cannot remember the name of it. Ellery? Yeah, it might be Ellery. <laughs> it might be that. So, <laughs> and I mean, I saw this dude, like, dude. posting stuff on Facebook, too, that I was just like, my God. Like, you can't post your dash cam footage on your personal Facebook. Stop. Yeah. You know, I don't, the public does not want to see you chasing that guy in the woods and you being like, oh, look at me chase that guy. You know? And yeah. would like post full blown, like TikToks, I guess, before mm -hmm. it was TikTok, mm -hmm. whatever he was doing, just videos of himself, like dancing really happily in the um, videos. And it was just, no, mm -mm, no. The <coughs> chief, chief, <Wow. laughs> you know. That's fucking. Yeah, it would have like city council like commenting on his stuff, too, like. No, it's another, it's another world. no. It's a whole other world. Small town. Yes. Small town. I guess we'll call it small town politics. It's That's a right. Whole, it's a whole other animal. Yes, but my like my FTO though it was it was every day I was with somebody different at the beginning you know because mm -hmm. it was day shift so I'd get stuck with these people you know and I learned something new from everybody. Okay. Which was good. I learned good things. I learned bad things, and I really picked up on what was good and bad through that. Right. So I didn't learn one person's bad habits. Didn't learn one person's good habits. I learned all of them. Mm -hmm. So it was it was nice to have that. Some guys were like, you ain't getting in the car when you're with me. You're just sitting there. You're going to observe. And some guys were like, I'm going to let you talk the whole time, and I'm watching you. If you fuck right. up, I'll step in. Right. So it was it was nice for that. I had no gun. Like, riding around in a car with a bulletproof vest on, no gun, um, no badge. I was literally in a uniform, per se, mm -hmm. with no gun or badge. For the first several months, observing and acting, but 
God forbid shit hit the fan. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. God forbid we get in a shootout. Now, some people were like, hey, I have a rifle in my trunk. It is loaded. Grab right. it when yeah. shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? But some people were like, I ain't telling you nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen both. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was something. But, I mean, I only... And I left there two weeks after I graduated the academy. I was one of those people. I, I did. Uh, uh, I got certified there. Uh, yes. Okay. But I, I wanted to work at the county, the same place I was going to work at the right, jail at. Right. Um, just play and the game. Yeah. It happened by chance. I was just there um, visiting pretty much. And they were like, hey, okay. you just graduated the academy. And I was like, yeah, like two weeks ago. They were like, here's an application. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which some people will do that and some people won't because there's kind of a un... Uh, it's not... It might be public information, but they, they don't really talk about a lot is how much it costs, quote, costs yep. to go to the academy, who actually pays for it and doesn't pay for it. And then if you get certified, say if one department, quote, pays for you to go that's right wherever you go has to pay for like your like remaining balance so like it's like prorated off of your time and service at that time they were they were up in the air about that like Mm -hmm. my time that i went over there they were up in the air with if the county actually has to pay for a city officer going to the academy or if they're just stuck with it because they took the chance right that was during that little period of time um but we did have somebody from the county that graduated like the class before me want to go to the city so we pretty much switched. Ah. And it, it just worked out. Like, okay. They're like, we're not going to pay theirs, and you're not going to pay theirs, so we'll be good. Just swap. Swapped us. Ultimately, he I ended mean, up coming back to the county, too, so they oh. they got a loss on that. But <laughs> Yeah. Because it was like after the payment period was over, too, uh-huh. so That's they didn't bad. get anything out of that. But. Not bad. So go to the county. Patrol. Patrol. For about a year, I was on patrol total, year and a half total. Okay. Counting my FTO time. I mean, it wasn't that long. Yeah. It really wasn't. But I had told the sheriff when I went to the county, he said, what do you want to do in the future? I said, I want to be SVU. I said, but I got to have time on patrol first. I told him that. I said, I want three or four years on patrol solid before I even think about it. Yeah, because there's some places that they don't, some places are strict about that. Some places aren't. I've always kind of been... No matter what it is, where you're at, um, you need to do two years on the road. I agree. I, I really do. And that's the way I was you when I walked in there. You need to do two years. Um, now, and this is you being new. This isn't, say, you've worked for five, six, seven years or whatever, and then you go to another department and you that's start right. off at patrol, or there's some people that will go straight, in, straight into investigations without working the road here like you yep. did. Um, like, I think that's fine. But mm-hmm. if you are, if you are... You need to be certified and work in the road for two years before yeah. you get and something. Because there's because some people that go to investigations, mm-hmm. to, and that's usually what it is, is somebody going to investigations. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, like, so, sorry, but most of the time, it's it's a female. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Gonna, Definitely. Gonna, 100% hey, of the time. Hey, we need... You know, we need a female in this role. We yep. Need, we need some. We and need, it's usually the roles I'm in. We need to look. It needs to look more diverse. Like it needs. It's mm-hmm. that. That's the perspective it's taken. That's not, right. Not. 
they hey, deserve it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Off of deserve it off of merit, not yes. yeah, not deserve it, not them thinking that they deserve it That's off right. of just their ego. Yeah. It's yeah. them actually like because there are some people like that. There was um when I shadowed investigations at my first department where I got certified, I was with a we were shadowing, uh, it was a couple of us, we got split up, it's like, hey, you're gonna go with this investigator, you're gonna go with this investigator, you're gonna go with this investigator. The the group, they were like, they all worked in, in pairs. Yeah. And uh, so it was like pairs within a shift and then they would do stuff during the day or there was certain, and this is a much larger department than we're at now, um, they like would it. have shifts of investigators. That's yeah. how we have shifts on the road. Um, because where that was is probably about twice as big oh, yeah. as where we're at now. At yeah, least. I could see it being needed there. At so. least. Um, so he was maybe my age, maybe a little older. Um, I got in law enforcement I was 20, what was that, 25, 26. Um, goes to the academy, gets certified, gets rookie of the year. Right after that year, he gets Deputy of the Year. Huh. The very next year, he gets Investigations. And then um, I think within five, he gets, like, invest whatever the equivalent of, like, quote, Investigator of the Year was. What family member was in the department? Oh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I don't think, no. He was just that good. Oh, dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, this was him. This was straight just performance. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hell yeah. He Aspire. Was, but he was, just, he was just that guy where he was like, <clears throat> but that department was big enough. Depending on where you're at, sometimes people throw around the term. It's like, oh, well, they're too smart for law enforcement. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, I've seen people like that. Why are you here? Why are you not fed? Mm -hmm. Why are you, which I don't necessarily believe in that. Yeah. Because what, if you go fed, you're not going to make a difference. That's right. You're That's a, right. You are a piece. Yep. I've got a good friend like I mean, that even. Now, you know, I mean, it's, it's the fucking, same. It's like, I mean, it's fucking cool, and I still, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down on it right now. But like, I cannot say with a hundred percent if I had. It's like if somebody like just gave me an invitation to go federal. I cannot say I would say no. Depending on the federal agency. Correct. Depending, because I almost Correct. did last Correct. year. I almost did. Like I had the conditional offer and everything for it, mm. and backed out. Yeah. Backed out of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and that specific agency, be up front, it was Secret Service. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was looking at that range mm -hmm. of things, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Mm, I don't think this is what I want, and it's not. If if I had to choose, I'd probably choose HSI. Did you choose Secret Service at that time because of what you'd already seen in ICAC? To an extent, yes. Because everybody, yes. not everybody knows the role, the roles. There's multiple roles of Secret Service. It's yes. not. And I was working protect, with those protect guys. Protect the president. Like, it's not, that's yeah. not just it. Yeah, well, I was working with those guys. Like, they do cyber stuff. They that's do right. Money, they do money stuff. Yep. Um, but you still have to have that term in D.C. of protection. Mm -hmm. For that, that term mm -hmm. that you use for protection, it's, I think it's like five or six years mm -hmm. um, that you have to do. And it's, wow, it's DC. Yeah, it's a Ooh. lengthy period of time that you have to spend in DC doing protection. There's no way around it. You have to do it sometime in your career. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that was the turnoff. For no, you. it wasn't the complete turnoff. But I thought about it and I talked to one of my buddies that you know he he went that route and then he was like, nah, not today. You know, and he came out of it. Um, mm. And 
then I talked to some of my friends in the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? Like, if this is what you want, and, and this is what this is what you'll be doing, this is not sugar-coated. This is it. You know, it took me this long to get where I'm at right now doing what I'm doing. So do you want to deal with all this before you do that? Right. And I'm like, mm. And the kicker there, degree-wise. If you want to be an agent there, you need a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. That's what that's they want. It's not a, a standard, yeah. yeah, it's not a have to have, but it's a need to have for secret service. You're just not going to. You're just not going to be competitive. Exactly. So. So you're not a you're not a fucking green beret or something. Now right? the uniform division lieutenant that you know I went through a, a large um, expedited hiring process with them, mm-hmm. and the uniform division lieutenant was like, "You're a cop," and I was like, "Yeah," and he was like. You need to be uniform division. I want you to come to DC, and you're you're going to be just like you are now, but you're going to be in uniform division in DC. No, <laughs> like that's not why I'm applying yeah, to that's you. Not what you want to do? No, and I was in investigations at that point. You know, it was yeah. what last year. So, yeah. um, it's it was not appealing to me. Right. It just it backed. I backed away from it, and I said, you know, yeah. never mind. And it's kind of like you leaving the, family. Kind of like you saw the cover of the book and you opened it up and you're like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Good looking cover. Yeah. Devil in the details. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So, I, okay. yeah, I just wouldn't. Like, if I if I went federal-wise, I'd probably choose HSI um, just on the ICAC side of things. Right. If I wanted to go ICAC for HSI. Right. Um, and the more localization for it. So, um, I could be more local. So, what exactly is HSI? Homeland Security Investigations. Investigations. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I work with those guys, too, a lot, you know, and they are super great. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do a lot of ICAC. Mm -hmm. That's what they go for. You know, they're a sister agency to the Secret Service. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, comparatively, HSI is my my bigger route if I I were to choose to do something like that. Which, I don't see myself doing it now. I just don't see that. Who knows, but I just don't see it right now. Yeah. Well, I think... um, And there's a lot of places, um, I mean, we always talk about South Carolina, but I mean, you can take any, uh, definitely every s- southern state, because <clears throat> that's where everybody's moving. Yeah. So everywhere's growing to include the county we're at. Yeah. So it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's, that. that's how I look at it. Like That's how I like to look at it, because I'm very... Uh, optimistic where I'm at and why I made the move that I made because I'm like I'm like mm-hmm. like they have just enough but then they're just small enough mm-hmm. but then the growth potentials there I mean the growth for me personally professionally yes. and then the growth of the department where I was like yes yes I agree and the, and you can the camaraderie at, at the yeah, department is yeah, 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 great yeah, for sure and and with the fed stuff if you're fucking good enough, so think of whatever your discipline is. Well, if you're in investigations, period, the way our stuff's set up, not necessarily whatever your discipline is. And then if you're um, on SRT, what SRT and training, which is my what I want to do, those yeah. are my goals, like you're going to be working with feds pretty regularly anyway. That's right. You're going to be working I work with them a lot. You're going to be working with SLED pretty Mm -hmm. regularly. That's right. I mean, so you can kind of 
be with them and working you with them. Get your feel for not, it. <laughs> yeah. But not, you know, but not working for them. Yeah. And not like, dealing with some of the stuff they have to deal with. Correct. To be honest. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I, I just, I like the feel of not being in a thousand man agency or, right. or 800 men agency like SLED is, you know, that's, that's a large, yeah. <coughs> larger agency. Your number, yeah. I mean, you may be good. You yeah. may, you may succeed really well, but right. your number. Right. In reality here, yeah. like we're, we've got our specialties. We, people know what we're good at and we're used for those. Correct. I, I like that. Correct. And we even do that, we even do that on the road. Mm -hmm. um, we're good about doing that on the road. Um, hey, like if it's gonna get dicey, you want this person, that person. If you need a female for whatever, yeah, you you got it. Um, and then even different parts of the town or county where it's like, hey, we're gonna put this type of person over here. We're gonna put that type of person over there. Um, yeah, we do a good job of that here. Um, so. Another big, a big highlight, so all of that, and that kind of catches us up to where we're at now without getting an ICAT quite yet. Um, being in a men's game so far for you has appeared as a non-factor. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I, I've been in a men's game <coughs> since I was in elementary school playing football. Right. You know, I mean, I hate right. to put it like that, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I've always but been that's usually why that. you see tomboys and a certain type of female. That's right. That even got brought up today at work. You know, my unit itself, they were like, you know, we have, you know, there's girls and then there's girls in law enforcement and then there's you. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, you're one of the guys. Like, there's no way around it. You right. are one of the guys. And I was like, okay. They were like, usually, you know, we got a girl that's kind of one of the guys and but she's still a a girl like a girly girl you know right. on the outside but you are you're one of us and i'm like yeah. okay yeah. I, i'm just that alpha female personality um and there's not really a way around that which i don't i mean well, i'm and, not hating on and, it and the less you have to dance around personalities and egos yeah the easier anything is that's, that's right it's not just law enforcement that's just fucking life it's just yeah and it's you know, it's one of those things, if you're a female in law enforcement, you've got to do certain things. Like, you have you can't go in there being, oh my gosh, my nails are broken. Oh, and a man should do everything for me. Because you're... There's people, on the, there's people on the road that I can think of right now that are like that. Yeah. Not where we're at. Yeah. Not where we're at, just people that I know that are yes. cops. Or people that, they've, that my have friends to. have talked about. And, or they'll be like... Uh, They'll go on calls, and they want backup for every single call. Yes. Which we're in a place where that's not a thing. That's right. That's that's not a thing. That's, that's not, right. It's not like live PD where you got three or four motherfuckers on every. You're waiting scene. fifteen minutes. Right. No, there if is, not more. We do we do a lot of stuff where it's just it's some Lone Ranger shit. Like yeah. It's some it's some old school Texas Ranger shit. That's where right. It's like we're just sending one. Yeah. Like, and and when it comes down to it, you it <clears throat> it really comes down to don't be a buddy fucker. <laughs> well, we already talked about I that know. extensively. So, but, you know, girls are our own worst enemy in law enforcement. I'll be completely upfront about it. They're catty. And other females don't, 
are females don't like other females in law enforcement. Yes, like they're it's usually not, crazy. They're usually not friends. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And see, I try to make a point to become kind of not like not people's best friend because I, I've seen it. I know it. You know, I've I've seen the girls that jump and try to make you look bad for no reason because you're another female in law enforcement. It's weird. It's real weird. Like why are you trying to pull somebody down that right. we work with and we do stuff right. together that's stupid? No. Like, we should be influencing each other to be better. Right. You know, help each other out. Mm-hmm. Invite them to the gym. Like, I'm, I'm big about going to the gym. You know, mm-hmm. work on yourself. Join a kickboxing gym. Join Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You right. know, something. Work on yourself because the guys out here are going to need to trust you. And when you come on shift, because... Most guys have been tainted by one female in law enforcement. Correct. They have. Um, you've got to prove yourself immediately. Yeah. You know, you've got to show your worth. I mean, even if it's laying seven hours in the woods, yeah. prone out, yeah. getting gassed, right. in court clothes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which we've done. Yeah. You witnessed um, that. So, <laughs> <clears throat> it, it just, you've got to, don't, you can't get butt hurt in this job as a female mm-hmm. to make yourself not trusted, for yeah. one. Um our, our emotions, you know, females a lot of times wear their emotions on their sleeves a whole lot more. Right. Um, they get butt hurt a whole lot easier. It's just the nature of it. Right. Um, but you can't do that as a, a female cop. You've got to, you're already stronger than everybody out here on the street that's calling you for help. You've got to kind of talk to them. Why are you going to turn around and be that person? Don't. Uh, you know, it's, I, I've got a dark sense of humor. And and some girls, I'm around in a group, and I say something, and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) You know, and I'm walking on eggshells then, and I'm like, "Mm," you know. But all the guys know, you know, they don't have to hold their tongue around me, for one, because I'm probably going to say something ten times worse to piggyback off of it, Mm -hmm. um, because that's just my nature. Um, And, you know, if shit hits the fan, my guys know that I'm going to be there. You know, I'm on the way home at 5 o'clock in the afternoon before we lay in the woods, you know. And then if there's a chase... I'm going to be there. Yeah. If you're running in the woods, I don't care if I'm dressed in court clothes. I'm going to yeah. chase with you. No, there was definitely a stretch there where uh, on uh, in our region, we were catching a lot of heavy shit at the end of shift. Yes. Where it's like, hey, man, I know you've been up since 4 a.m., but it's time to be at your best. Yes. <laughs> at, the, at the 11th hour. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it was something. But Yeah, I think, and this just goes for everybody that you, that they need to do better, especially in a life-or-death profession. Um, and that's kind of how I view it. A life-or-death profession, you got to... Be competent. Well, you need to <laughs> be... People need to put more emphasis on being a universal piece. Yes. Train. Now, you had... Like, you... You didn't let your ultimate... ICAC domestic violence goal hold up just putting the fucking work in. That's right. you still got to put in the fucking work. That's right. You still have to do ABC and then you the rest That's is right. you get more because it's almost by by default you're going to get into your niche. Yes. So but that goes on I think and I guess that can be encouraged from a leadership standpoint but people got to be they got to be upfront with themselves and be like, okay, I need to know a little bit of everything yeah. before I decide, like, well, this is what I want to do. It's like, well, motherfucker, you've been in this profession for a year. You're not going to tell yeah. me exactly what you want to do. And and then the first year I learned I did not like dope. Like, I don't 
I don't you I cannot tell you and this is me being very upfront about it it's it's horrible for me to say but I can't tell you the difference between meth and cocaine if you put them in front of me I don't know it like right. I'm just not right. that's not my thing yeah. I'm not good at it I and I not that I'm not good at it but it would take me longer to identify a lot of stuff just because yep. I don't run into it a lot yeah I run into like I just have that rabbit foot of um like running into big assaults big DVs mm -hmm. like but there's not there's no narcotics ever involved I don't I'm not it used to fall into my lap because I, I didn't know shit about I it. Don't <laughs> I don't stop a lot of cars that have, like, we were, we were joking around, like, I'll go through stretches where I stop a lot of cars. Sometimes I don't. Um, and we did it the other day mm -hmm. in a certain part of town where you can pretty much stop anything and find anything. That's right. And uh, there was three of us, and we were just rotating. Mm -hmm. Hey, tag light, turn signal, we're looking for little Saturations. Stuff. Saturations just to stop anybody. And we ran in to the nicest motherfuckers <laughs> all night between 11 and 2 a.m. I was course. like, why are all these nice people out? And, yeah. and it was like, it was like Friday, it was like yeah. a Friday or Saturday night. I'm just taking my dog to nothing, the Walmart. <laughs> like nothing, like nothing like at all. Like yeah. nobody even smelled like weed, yeah. even remotely. <laughs> I was like, typical. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> like but, you're the opposite of me. I'm the shit magnet. And when it comes down to car stops, you're not. <laughs> so. No, I don't, and that's why, yeah. And that's why I really don't do like, cause I never really find anything good. Yeah. No, like it even, would fall into my lap just because I, I didn't know. Even if I get somebody, even if I'm running radar and find somebody hauling ass, like I, I'll catch somebody going 25, 30 over, it's going to be some dude that's late getting to work at Shaw Air Force Base. Yeah, no, I would pull a car and it, like, I'd walk up and I'd, there'd be a whole big old thing of ecstasy in the center <laughs> console. And it's just like, oh, you've got some Flintstone vitamins. Because I don't know what the fuck you've got. Right, but right. Oh, no, that's ecstasy. Oh, step out the car, please, sir. You yeah. know? So on the other side of being a, a universal piece, um, I think that falls more on that put I put this word and people don't like this word, but being being a subordinate, you need to be more flexible. That's right. Being a new guy. That's right. Being new at a department, unless you're just that fucking good. Yeah. Um, but then, with experience, or if you're or if you have a good, or if you have a good leadership structure, they're going to identify what you're good and not good at. That's right. Like, that's what they're going to do. And they're like, going to. There's been use times. That. There's been times when I've gone to a different region because they're having trouble with a veteran. That's right. Hey, get Aaron over here. You'd be golden at that. That's just what's just. I've driven somebody to the VA before, um, from here. Which is <clears> so, great. Um. Yeah, just those two things. If you just do that. It eliminates a lot of other bullshit. Yeah. So let's go into the details of ICAC. Let's kind of we'll, we'll come back to the other part that I wanted to do. But since <laughs> we're back. let's just go your since we're already on the the straight career track down into what you're doing now. Um. First, I'll say. So. Tell everybody what ICAC is. Like, give her, give them the the little elevator pitch real quick, and then I'll say why I think this is one of the best thing, one of the best things that exists where we can still do our job in this kind of environment. That's right. Internet crimes against children. Um, so who the fuck is going to argue with that? Nobody's going to argue with that. Right. Nobody is going to argue with Catching that. Catching predators. Yeah, like pedophile hunter. Yes. I mean, it is. Nobody is going to argue with that. All this, that other, all this other bullshit, 
people are going to argue about it. It's like, oh, well, he robbed that store because he's, you know, he just got fired and he has got a kid on the way. He doesn't have any money. Yeah, there's, even though everybody's hiring. That's right. Whatever. They're not going to be like, oh, he just touched oh, that kid know, for no reason. I know his, I know his auntie, I know this and that. Motherfucker, you touch a kid, we're going <laughs> to find you, boy. We're yes. going to find you. It's too, it's too easy to write <laughs> yes. warrants for that. It's too easy to get the SR team for that. That's SRT right. Team. It's too easy to get the feds involved for that. That's right. Like, we're going to go bulls on parade yep. for ICAC forever. We're going to catch this pedophile. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yes. So, and it's becoming easier to catch him. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a lot of work. A whole lot of work to catch him. Um, a lot of paperwork to catch him. But I think it's one of those, in my limited knowledge of it, um, once you cover all those bases, though... They're done. Like, they're they're fucking done. They're done. Because there's all... Everybody else... I mean, we complain about people all the time when you look up you look up their records. Even if even if you're not... We're not even looking at raps. If you, even if you don't look at their rap sheet, if you're just looking at their, um, their history within our system, within one county, within yeah. one state, which usually people will have histories in multiple counties. You're right. Um, you know, depending on what little, you know, oh, we're going to go this county and their aunt lives in that county and they yeah. got, you know, they got a brother at the beach. And or, somewhere or, down the line you're going to find a report <coughs> where they may have touched somebody. I mean, somewhere in one of those counties that they lived, there's there's going to be a report on them somewhere. Right. But, and it might might have been put as unfounded because the kid didn't disclose after they disclosed the first time and you couldn't work with it. Mm -hmm. There was nothing you could do. Mm -hmm. But it's going to solidify your case a little bit more. Just yeah. to have that report on the system. Yeah. And odds are they might confess to it. I mean, it is what it is. Right. They, this is the most confession-worthy thing. I mean, they just, they want to tell somebody. It's it's real weird about that. So, you know, when the we... suspects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the past two years, I've had one person, I'd say one person, not confess to it. So, and that was just recent. And that's because he was already a felon. Like, right. he already knew the system. I mean, yeah. he, he said yeah, yeah, yeah. all day, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say shit. You know, right. one that wanted to shoot us. I mean, he, he wasn't right. going to do anything to us. He didn't want to say a word. Yeah. Um, I mean, little things he says though, even in <clears> that, <throat> it tells on himself. So it is what it is. Well, if you, so with these kind of predators you catch though, what are the records like? Really Nothing. Usually, yeah. like ninety nine percent of the time, they have nothing on the record. Right. Like the most recent one, it was like an assault third, you know, and because, that was yeah. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you have the exactly. ability to do so, like yeah. you can go to. You also have yeah. the ability to go to jail. Exactly. Yeah. Like um, but nine times out of ten, they they have nothing, like no history whatsoever. So weird. Um. Yet there may have been it's a report really on them, weird. but yeah. there was no criminal history, and they were smart about it, so they kept doing it, you know. Or, you know, when it comes down to what the predator of, line of things. What kind of, um, are these like working class kind of people? Yeah, I mean. across the board? It, well, it is across the board. Um, but Do typically really? it's white males. I mean, I've, I can't tell you I have arrested. Well, I've arrested a couple, but they weren't on ICAT cases. It mm -hmm. just kind of fell into my laptop cases uh -huh. um, that I've developed in ICAT cases uh -huh. from walk-ins off the street. But, you know, usually they're, they're white males. Yeah. Um, and all the way across the board with it. They can be meth and child porn has hit some type of new thing. Like, I'm dead serious. I've like huh. uncovered these meth rings with child porn. Like my previous agency, I was uncovering it, a, just a huge ring. It was a 
a circle of these guys that were just doing meth and looking at child porn and sending it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. What like, I fuck? even found one guy's license that I was investigating in another pedophile's house. Like. And then you ended up catching him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But these, I mean, and those guys, those guys go extensive, like, they try to wrap their cell phones in, like, aluminum foil. One guy, like, froze all his electronics in the freezer in a block of ice. I thought it out just for the IMEI numbers. <laughs> Literally. Like, no, I know that I can't get anything off of this, but, like, he smashed them and he put them in the freezer in a bowl of water so that it made a block of ice. Wow search everywhere like you you can't just search yeah and like their nightstand has everything no it doesn't look in their freezer (laughs) you know look in the back of the toilet no we've done you never know yeah Um, yeah, when that happened i was i was literally jaw dropped because i was like who does that yeah i even asked him it was like y'all were tracking me through that yeah but no like you were connected to the Wi-Fi, dude. Like, yeah. I was coming to your house anyways because you were yeah. connected to your Wi-Fi when you did this. Yeah, it's not hard. No. It's not that hard. No. I didn't watch you through your camera. I mean, I might have told him that, but. <laughs> yeah, just to freak him out. Yeah. I was watching you do this. I know it was you. Your camera phone was on. No, I taped that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... What do you what do you think that more people need to know about that type of the program that's not really out there that you can that you can talk about? So because I mean it's yeah, important. Yeah. So I can let me give you a little baseline of kind of how it how it works because it it's public knowledge. I mean it's out there. Um, missingkids.org, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, that's on missingkids.org and it tells you everything. I mean that that I'm pretty much doing. Um, you're on Facebook, you decide, hey, I want to talk to a 13-year-old today and I'm 54. Um, Facebook's going to say, hey, there's a 54-year-old trying to solicit sex from a 13-year-old because he's saying, send me pictures of this or send, or meet up with me or something, and it automatically flags them. You know, They have to report that kind of criminal activity on their servers. Um, any service provider does. So Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, any of them have to report it. So they report it to National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. One of the best 5013C3 programs that are out there. Because um, it's by law now. It's literally federal law that they report that kind of criminal activity. So they say, hey, here, here's the criminal activity that they're doing and here's the excerpts of it. Here's the photos and videos they're doing and here's their IP address and subscriber info. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's some people that'll uh, get all fucking constitutional on your ass about stuff like yeah. that. But people, and this is, I mean, it's be, the argument's coming up, but that is, you don't call it public information. What do you call it? Because it's not... Because Facebook is a business. Yes, it is. Now, is it... So, when you is, sign now, up, you agree now, to their terms. Correct. So as big as it is, as as limited as your life or even your business in mm-hmm. some cases would be, without it, it's still a private business. That's it's right. It's not a utility. Now, there, and, I, and I argue that sometimes about how it needs, in a way, it needs to yeah. be a utility because um, as, a, as a business, 
even in our limited scope as a business, the podcast is bigger than the business side of it. Um, you you have to have it. That's right. You have to have. That's it. right. Um, and then there's a lot of cases where for to. If I didn't have the technology we have, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk to Marines that I know in, in Okinawa. That's right. Or like I was when when my very first when one of my friend well it was the first the first guy out of my friend group in high school to deploy to the sandbox. Like my personal yeah. like we were I was in the library, I was in T Coop <laughs> at Carolina and I was Facebook messaging him wherever he was. Yeah. Couldn't tell me where he was. I mean, mm-hmm. that's OPSEC type shit. Oh, yeah. But we were communicating, and that's the only way I would communicate with a lot, I mean, with a lot of people. That's right. That's pretty much everybody's I mean, communication to, now. You have to have it, so. Hey, that, gangbangers even in our career right now, like, gangbangers and stuff <coughs> are doing the, um, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat Messenger. They don't <coughs> text anymore. I mean, so it's all communication well, for we, everybody. Even in a road capacity, we've, busted people because uh, they'll have public Snapchats yeah. and you just look on your location you're just looking stuff yep. up and you're like on the map and you're like oh and it's on a, yeah it's on a map yeah you're public like, oh that's fucking what's his face he's got fucking weed on him he's fucking he's holding he's three showing, firearms in his th- lap right yeah, now yeah it's yeah. like oh is that the McDonald's <laughs> oh he's passing the McDonald's did he, did he just cross the bridge a. Oh, he's suspended too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that they always always <laughs> yeah. suspend. His tag lights out. That gives That's a PC right. to pull him over. That's like, right. like somebody always says that he's suspended. <laughs> gotcha, motherfucker. Yeah. DUS twenty seven, and he's still not in prison yet. That's right. <laughs> Habitual offender. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Not enough, not enough people take advantage of that either. But no. Um. Or charging both. <laughs> so. Right. But yeah, so you know, it is it is one of those things that it it looks like it's kind of an invasion of privacy. But they're pedophiles trying to pick right. up children. Right. You know, it is what right. it is. Um, or they're they're uploading commercial child porn, child porn that is considered commercial child porn. Just to throw that out there, I know that sounds horrible. Um, commercial child yes. porn. Yes. So it's the names changed to um, child sexual abuse material instead of child porn, but I'm just saying child porn. Everybody knows what it is. Um, So commercial child porn, the best way to describe it is if, if we as adults are looking at a porn site, that is our commercial porn, right? It's, it's porn that's out there for everybody to view. So child commercial child porn is what pedophiles are just distributing amongst each other. They've already been identified as the victims. Like they've, they've already been, made safe regardless however their photos and videos are still circulating around the internet ah i got i got yeah i got you so so they're sharing it with each other um so that's already what they call hash matched so people they're aware of it already um okay in the system so nick mick has that system so when they already see that material coming up they're like oh we we know that video or that photo because it's already been circulated and it's flagged Mm -hmm. um so say they're sharing that stuff, they're like, oh no, this is criminal activity, we're going to report this. So they report it to Nick Mick. Nick Mick says, oh, well this comes up to this area of South Carolina in the IP address. They don't give you a specific at all. <coughs> so this is, and, and this is all Facebook, we're, t- we're still talking about Facebook well, any stuff. Right, internet right. service yeah, yeah, yeah. provider, well, yeah. I mean, Facebook would be the biggest. They are one of the biggest. So um, who did they, who, to just get that, that chain going, 
Facebook sees something fucked up. Mm-hmm. They view it. <sighs> they check to see what it is. They read the conversation even. Right. Then they're like, yeah, this is definitely that. Who do they send it to? Nick Mick, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Okay. Um, and anybody on the face of this planet. So is this stuff kind of, does it trickle down all the way to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It goes okay. from Nick Mick to the state, the state to me. So I'm by the, the state, affiliate. you mean the AG's office? Yes. Because of our joint team we have That's here. right. Okay. So they're the center line of everything um, for here. They mm-hmm. say, hey, this IP address came back to this county. Um, I'm going to send this to the county affiliate that's on the task force. And I think most every county in South Carolina, except for maybe one or two, you know, that aren't on that task force. You yeah. know, and one of those being the agency I came from, because uh-huh. they just didn't stick anybody else in it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they were kind of sticking away from <coughs> that, unfortunately. But it's something that's needed, you know. And when it comes down to the cyber tip line on Nick Mick, um, that's what they report through is that cyber tip line. Anybody can report through that. So if you see information on your your daughter's tablet while she's watching a, um, a video or something, somebody starts messaging her, oh, you're a cute little girl and starts sending stuff that seems, oh no, this is this is exploiting my child. Mm-hmm. You can actually report it through the cyber tip line on missingkids.org. So it's a tool for everyone, not just these internet service providers. Right. Primarily, we get our tips from internet service providers, but we do have that every now and then. Hey, this person's exploiting on this um site. <clears throat> yeah. As a report. That's pretty crazy. So let's do let's do a little classic what if okay. academy scenario. Yes. I love that. On the street level. Okay. So regular deputy police officer on the road. Like you just said, a mother notices somebody messaging their child saying explicit things sending them explicit pictures. Um, say, say it's not necessarily Facebook, any type of messenger service or whatever. They call us. I show up. Don't know much about that because I'm right. more of a running and gunning kind of guy, not a internet kind of into yeah. the web. Uh, Which most do, people are on the Like what do, we, what do we need to do? My main thing I like to put out to people um, is report it to the cyber tip line as an officer on the road. Yes, you're doing a report, but you can also do that cyber tip line because that that address that he's using on there, that screen name, get the screen name, mm-hmm. get screenshots, mm-hmm. take the phone if you can, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, I, I hate it for the child. They want their phone, but... These, pff, fuck that phone. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Phones are exactly. so easy to replace. That yes. Shit. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So these And these kids will pitch a freaking fit when oh, you go I, to take oh, it. Oh, I know. But get the passcode, put that thing on airplane mode, uh-huh. and take it to the office. Because, I mean, that's something we can use. So that would be... Or, we'd get a case number... We would do our report on our end, get as much as we could. Say yes. if we got that phone, that phone Keep would be... screen names, number one thing. Screen names. Screen names. Screen names, we can search warrant. Mm. So remember, if they're using Facebook, get that URL from the little 
about me side of things. Mm-hmm. Get that URL and use that. Don't just use their name because they can change that. Right. Get the URL. They have like burner account yeah. or burner phone. We can put a preservation in. They can delete that thing. We can still get stuff, you know. Right. So get the screen names. Get the URLs. Um, and maybe we can get the information from there on where that person is. Because, yes, our victim's here, but where's the suspect at? He could be in California. I've had one in the Philippines. Yeah, I've sent a Grabify link, took over an account, and got one in the Philippines. Probably ISIS funding terrorism. But um, along the lines of it, it's some sex sourcing stuff. So get the report done. Get the screen names. Put screenshots in there if you can. Um, try to get the phone um, if you can. Keep the passcode, airplane mode, mm-hmm. um, and report it to the cyber tip line. Just because of those screen names and stuff, yeah. it might be... A thing called deconfliction through it. Um, when you deconflict that username, the same username might be being used, like being investigated by another investigator. Uh-huh. Um, and if they are part of ICAC and they have put that username into the deconfliction, it's going to show you that that investigator did so you can contact them and kind of work things together. Mm. So that's the teamwork for ICAC. Yeah. You know, it don't matter if they're in California. Right. So they're either diddling over here, they're diddling over there. That's right. Yeah. Could be. Um, or getting child porn, you know, mm-hmm. getting the child, saying they're 15 years old, talking to this 13-year-old, and they're really 55, but they could be anywhere in the world just getting that child porn and sending it out. Right. Trying to be little 13-year-old Susie's boyfriend. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not, that's not that crazy. Um, how, this, so this is kind of a... I'm grabbing this out of left field here. Yeah. So, what have you thought about the a lot of the child trafficking rings that have been getting busted, and how does that tie into what you do here? So a lot of it ties in greatly. Um, actually, some of the people at the state agency side of things, um, I've worked with them on that side of things. You know, actually worked that side of things for it. Um, so And these busts, and I'm sure everybody that listens knows what I'm talking about because the the same people that would know are like the, uh, the, the, the <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself kind of crowd. Yeah. So, and that kind of, that's another conspiracy theory that like ties into that yeah. and then with his, whatever that woman Gislaine yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever she yeah. was to him and what she knows. And it's like, hmm. So after he dies, they get her. And then all of a sudden, all these rings are get like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just don't, so happens, I don't right? Wanna, yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be like that guy that's like, like the dude from uh, Always Sunny that has the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. like, he's got like the map and he's like looking all crazy and shit. And I just, was that guy during a sex trafficking investigation. I was that person that did that. So. I mean, as an investigator, you have to <laughs> exactly, be that person. Yes. You're going to find something. Yes. You're going to find something. Yes. He's the U.S., though. No. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. There's always something. Yes. So I, I've actually used that before to get somebody on a merge. So <laughs> the U.S., I'm going to get him on something. He's going to talk to me one way or another. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I was, and I'm, I can't say anything about, like, specifics on the case because it is still pending trial. Um, right. But I, I worked a guy for a year, and it started off as a possible um, ICAC case for me. It came off the street. Girl said she was raped. She met him online. Um, and then it dove into this trafficking side of things. And I was like, What's going on here? Um, all the red flags were there for trafficking. Like, 
posting pictures of his his girls and saying, oh, they're just they're gonna be handing out flyers and stuff, you know. Um, well, I was like, mm, that don't look right. And I went to a class for human trafficking, and I said, no, something's definitely wrong. So I kept working on the ICAC side of things and got enough for a Facebook search warrant, mm. which is what we do in ICAC. We, mm-hmm. we search warrant internet service providers, you know, right. um, all your social media profiles. 70,000 pages. Jesus Christ. Yes, 70,000 pages from Facebook to see all the ICAC stuff was all up in it. He was searching for images of little girls. He was um, getting girls to send him stuff, meeting up with girls. This whole criminal solicitation side of, side of things is ICAC as well, and that's what he was doing there. But on the flip side, he was also trafficking all these girls. So it was his thing. He he wanted to, to do all of it. So I worked real close with the state agency, and um, ultimately we got him, and, and he's still serving his time. Well, he's not in prison yet, but he's still sitting there bond denied. Right. So, I mean, it, it ties in greatly. I mean... We wouldn't have caught him if it wasn't a year's worth of investigations on my end. Because I called him in after a year. You know, I didn't have enough before then. We didn't have enough for anything before persistently working it. You know, a year in, and I'm like, hey, guys, um, this this is going outside of my jurisdiction as well with this trafficking, and I can't work it by myself. Right. So, and it, it all tied in together. So... And the AG's office, gratefully, um, you know, so the AG's office has, like, attorneys for everything. So, you know, when it comes down to Internet crimes against children, human trafficking, they've got it for, for all of that. So they, they work well together and, and kind of pass that stuff on to who it needs to be, who would be more proficient at prosecuting that case. Right. So, and they work with you through the whole thing. So if you need an attorney, a prosecutor, say, hey, this is what I got going on. I, I need you to give your advice on, you know, charging documents. What what would you need to make this case more solid? They'll give that to you. They'll tell you, hey, this would make your case a little bit more solid if you did have this. So maybe you should try to get this. Right. You know, it, it plays hand in hand. And ICAC and the Human Trafficking um, Task Force work together. You know, they, they're really good about making that teamwork happen. So, thankfully, we do have a really good human trafficking task force in South Carolina as well. Right. Well, I think it's been, I think ever since I've been in law enforcement, it's always been very stressed by our AG. So, I think it's just, they've made it that good. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And some of the people that are over it, you know, some of the greatest people to work with, by far. Like, leadership positions are getting out there with you to kick a door, you know. So, brought up a few things. So the Nick Mick uh, tip line, <clears throat> you can even see in here where you can donate, and it gives you some numbers, and some of those numbers are very terrifying. So, mm-hmm. Nick Mick, how long has that been around? It looks like it's just been a couple of years. It's actually or been, or at least their documented. Yeah, yeah. Time frame is only a couple of years. It is, but they've been around a lot longer, and I can't tell you the exact day. Okay. You know. But yeah, it, it's in there. If you look in NICMIC, um on their <coughs> site and go to their About Me or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll it'll tell you. Because they're just reporting numbers from 2019 and 2020. Yeah. They, oh, it's been a long, a lot longer than yeah. that. Um, okay. I won't. Mm, I can't give you an exact time. That's fine. Um, but is what kind of 
stuck out to me that I wanted to ask you about the, and that's only for two years. So, yeah. but it's uh, total reports, total reports by public, uh, total reports by ESP, which is electronic service providers. Mm -hmm. It's all going up. Yes, and we are double this year what we were last year already. So we're only halfway through the year, really. What does that mean? The technology boom, the people staying inside and just using technology. They it, it means we've still got pedophiles out there and we got to get them. I mean, it, it is what it is. We can't just stop this kind of work. So is it a, is it a combination of we're getting better at finding these people? They're getting better at reporting. Okay. They are getting better at reporting. Right. Um, so so they're just bringing even, numbers up too. And then I would even think because of how much people were home and still are. Yes. That. Uh, they're bored. They're online. Right. They're bored. So Your they're gonna kids doing, are. They're start doing fucked up stuff. Well, well yeah. And the, and the predators. Yes. So the, so the victims per se too, though, they're like really bored. They're doing TikTok. TikTok's a number one. I mean, it's it's a big thing that yeah. people communicate on. Right. I, don't, um, I don't. I don't. I don't fuck with TikTok. Yes, it's it's just so much. I don't, yeah. So much, and you know, I I was that person that said I would never watch TikTok. Blah 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 blah. And then now I watch TikTok. So yeah, it gotta, is what it yeah, is. You gotta watch TikTok. Right? Yeah. 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 You have like department. You have department pages and stuff. Yeah. Not to like. Now, I don't post any content on TikTok, but right, I'll, I'll watch right. it. Yeah, you have you an know. account to, to, for investigative purposes. Yeah, I do it in my spare time, too. I shouldn't, but I do. Well, no, <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't TikTok. Like, I don't, I don't post anything, obviously. I don't do any videos. But when it comes down to watching this stuff, yeah, I, I said I wouldn't. And then everybody started sending me TikToks. So I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I ended up getting they, tied into it. they still let you, like, you can watch just the one, whatever you yeah. get sent. And, I mean, some of them are funny. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else you want to wrap up on of, you know, being a female in law enforcement and then the uh, kind of investigative ICAC route that you took? It can be uh, advice on ICAC. It can be advice for other females and how not to be petty bitches yeah. in the workforce. Yeah, don't uh, be. Whatever. But one thing I do want to touch on with females-wise is when when you become a female in law enforcement and the guys do trust you, then they're going to talk to you. They're going to tell you more information about their life than they would typically tell the guys a lot of times because you become that nurturer on the shift. It's it's one of those female roles. You know, it's it's happened everywhere I've been, especially, where, you know, the guys come and, and sit down and talk. Thi- and that's one of those things where, like, it's that is nature. Yes. Like, it's not them being creepy. It's not you no. thinking because you're hot shit because you're the only female there no. or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, there's so much of this stuff mm-hmm. where it's, we're still animals. Yes. There's still, like, we really haven't been, like, as smart as we think we mm-hmm. are right now until, like, the last, like, couple hundred years. Yeah. I mean, we were just bloodletting people and, and you know, <laughs> Like, oh, you've got the ghosts and you hear some cocaine. Yes. Or like going on witch hunts. Yes. Like we really haven't been that relatively smart for that long. That's right. Like, and it's not like. That's right. And see, like men don't go to counseling as often as females. Like, Hell they don't no. want to see a mental health 
professional. Yeah, okay. I don't want to do that, you know. Oh. So so they're going to see, oh, well, she's she's good at giving advice, and especially seeing you work on the road because you're going to be more of the level-headed, typically, um, person talking to the people on the street. You know, they're going to see you talk to that DV survivor and be like, hey, she, she knows how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, so, so they're going to start talking to you about their relationships, what's going on in them, um, kind of wanting to get that advice or just wanting to vent. And, you know, you may be that person that they're going through something really hard right now and you don't really realize how hard it, something's going on in their life. You may be that person that yeah. takes them away from that cliff. I mean, it's just like talking to any victim on the road. That's right. That's right. And it's it's one of those things. I, I take pride in that. And the biggest thing about that, don't tell their shit to anybody else. Yeah. You know, keep that shit to yourself. It's not anybody else's business. Whatever they tell you in confidence is like The main goal is to help whoever came to you with that, not tell somebody else that person's business. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Don't, don't be that bitch. <laughs> don't be that bitch. And in yeah. in in general, as a female in law enforcement, don't be a bitch. Like yeah. don't bitch out of stuff. Don't bitch out on going to calls. Yeah. Don't bitch out on getting or fighting the guy that your partner's fighting, you yeah. know. Don't be scared of shit, so don't yeah. be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. And just don't be a bitch in general. Yeah. Like your personality wise. Don't yeah. be it. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right, so the topic we're going to circle back to <laughs> what is um, because there was a couple there's a lot of discussions I had with um, other uh, other females that I know in first response and even people that we've connected with on Facebook talking about just the perspective of being married to a first responder being a first responder you know coming from a first responder family it's just how uh, for me growing up there's certain people that are built to be military spouses and it, mm -hmm. it, I mean those roles can flip flop I mean there's pl plenty of you know dad moms or mom dads or whatever the fuck we're gonna call it that's right uh, you know Mrs. Dad um, there's not a lot of people I think it's less now just because it's there's just it's, the world is too big and there's too well the world is small and we see all of the options and yeah. it fucks you up oh yeah um But yeah, so you're married to a cop too. Yes, I am. So <laughs> go. Okay. <laughs> so how'd that start? So <laughs> my husband was my first FTO, mm. <laughs> making it very. I was mm. that bitch. Yeah, I was that girl. Um, Classic. <laughs> yeah. Classic. It happens. You become really close, <laughs> close, but you become really close in well, your FTO and you period. You probably. Or somewhere where you didn't have the option of being taught by just a female. There You're right. Not, there, there was might, not there one at not all. Been, there might not have been a, so there was not a female FTO. No, there was not. Yeah. There was not another female on the road. There was one more female in the department that was on the road that was in, F, in FTO as me, mm -hmm. just like me. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing. I mean, it was what it was. So, so we, yeah. I mean, we became really good friends starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just friends right. starting out. And then, you know, like my chief said at the time, sometimes these friendships become more than friendships, and I yeah. think you know what I'm talking about. Well, it, and that's also one of those things where we talk about this a lot. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not like overly superstitious, or but it's one of those things where there's a saying specifically on our shift. 
don't put it in the ether. Don't put yeah. it, don't like, you speak it into existence. Yes. Like, law enforcement is really, we're really super, like, low key, we're super superstitious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so him it's just a said, moon. it's a full moon. So, just said, yeah. bro, this weekend. <laughs> yes. We, yes. Yeah, this weekend was bananas. It proves it. That's yes, why we're superstitious. It, 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 it happens. It does. Yeah. Like we say it every time. And I've even, <laughs> or, or the Q word. Oh, no, 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 no. You somebody better said, not. <laughs> somebody said it the other day, and they're like, yep, all quiet in the trailer park. Our, our and shift, everyone around is like, I'm going to kill you. Our shift group text, I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and it was like, yep. it was like right at when shit's going to start. So it was like, it was like 11. If shit hits the fan, you're taking that fucking report. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. So it was like 11 o'clock on like a sat. It was 11 p.m. or 2300 <laughs> on a Saturday. All quiet in the trailer park. Motherfucker. Why, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> What the fuck is Billy Bob doing in Trailer Park now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was an explosion. Yeah, cats are flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah, like it got stupid fast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he, so your chief speaks it into existence. Thanks. Well, well, no, he he was asking me about it when he said that. Um, right. So, so I mean, it it became one of those things. It it is what it is. It became one of those things. Um, and, and I did not hide it after the fact. Um, you know, the the chief was very good about handling it. Um, and, and I was up front with him. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's happening. You know. Well, and there's some leadership out there that, like, they're completely against dating, like, within, even within a profession. Yeah. Um, let alone within a department. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the... In the military, it was always as long as they're not in your chain of command. That's right. Conflict of interest, uh, you know, working your way up on your back. That's right. And and see, that's one of the things I've always been very keen about too. Like, don't do not, you know, don't be that girl. And then I became that Mm -hmm. girl. Um, So you know, it is what it is. But I was still new. Yeah. And and I did get other FTOs. Obviously, I wasn't with only him, right. but I never got back in his car after that. So, um, you know, I was I was up front with Chief. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. You know, um, well, I'm I'm one of those guys where I I didn't do good um, on the dating scene. I did not do well with people that did not. I have to have more similarities than differences. Yeah. So I'm attracted to. Like when I was an ROTC, I looked at all like ROTC girls because I didn't give a shit about a sorority girl right. that doesn't know anything about the military, doesn't understand even the lifestyle remotely. Yep. Like, uh, and I mean, there's some people that they're when they're looking for somebody, if they actually are looking for somebody to be with, um, they'll look for somebody that's completely different. Yeah. And that's their strategy. Yeah. And that's not fine. Mine. <laughs> and, I, and that's fine. And I've seen it yeah. work. And I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, like, if you're a fucking hot lady cop, if you're a hot military chick, yeah. like, that's, because I, you got to know enough of the lifestyle. That's right. Because I almost had, and I almost had somebody talk me out of it in college when I was dating. Um, well, I just don't know what I would do if you got deployed or if you were gone oh. or this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you keep living your life, bitch. I'm just Sorry. like, <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's gone. Yeah. Um, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 
yeah. So I, I've like I, I don't look down on, and if I ever get to the point where I'm not going to hammer down on, you know, if somebody if somebody's dating within the workplace, be like, oh man, don't shit where you eat. But, but I'm just like, eh, we're all adults here, <laughs> you know. As adult, long as you're, you're competent and communicate well, that's that's it. If you can communicate right. well, like it is what it is. Like my my husband, for instance, like I I'll say it like this, I. I date, I dated him, you know, for the simple fact of, you know, I'm an alpha female. I want someone that I would believe would be more alpha than me. That's that's a lot of females in law enforcement. But then they don't not, ever, yeah. But then not alpha in general. This is not yeah. just in law enforcement and military or first responders in the military. There's a lot of not every alpha female wants an alpha right. male. There's a lot of alpha females that they want to be like. The alpha, alpha, and yeah. they're gonna go for, and this is becoming more common where they're getting these little, I mean, fill in the blank, yep. beta boys, yep. cucks, yep. soy boy, just can't very stand having a beta, can't weak, do it. <laughs> just very weak kind of, yeah. And nobody that listens to this will take this the wrong way, but just a weak feminine man. Mm-hmm. Yep, if, and I've always, and and I hate to be this way about it because I that's not what I want, but I've always been one of those people that I will out alpha you. And I don't mean to by right. any means, right. but if you allow me to, once I will. Right. You know, it, it's just my behaviors. Yeah. I try not to, but it is what it is. Um, but it's. I, I used to intimidate men like that right. were not. I have a I have a sister like that. Yeah. So they yeah. tell me straight up, you were just really intimidating. Yeah. Now How? I've got, I've got a sister <laughs> like that in the way. And then she didn't end up with, um, I mean, I would not describe my, my brother-in-law as like, he's not like me. Yeah. But he's still a, he's still a good guy and they have kids and they, well, they have one kid now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was military or whatever, but he, it's very interesting because he's not, no offense, Austin, yeah. if you listen, but he, <laughs> um, he's not as alpha as I was expecting my sister to be with yeah but he's he's smart so he like he like deflects my sister's alphaness with like humor yeah i was about to say would he come back (laughs) yeah because he's a smart ass yeah that's great um he's very very he's very good at what he does in the navy yes and that's along the lines with me yeah and uh you know and he's like I don't know. It's almost like with his with his wit, his alpha is through wit, not necessarily yeah. being, you know, which is a not, whole other level he, of it. It is. He doesn't look outwardly alpha, but he is because he's fucking smart. Yeah. So, I don't know. Makes sense. Learn Makes how to sense. handle your alpha. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you know, it, it is what it is. But he, my husband, he. So you were already. Here's the difference. Her, here is a difference compared to other people that we're going to talk to. You were already in first response. You already yes. knew the world. You knew how it works, how yep. it would be. You were still working in it and then decided to be with somebody that's also in it. That's right. So, And it was a friendship that flourished into that. And, right. you know, even when he moved in with me, you know, it was the whole factor of, you know, we're not dating and you could sleep in another room over there. Did that happen? No. But, yeah. you know, but you could sleep in the spare bedroom, you know, while you're living with me and stuff, you know, because I live in the city and at the time I lived in the city. Yeah. Um, 
and they'll be right at work. Mm -hmm. So, but man never moved out and then I put a ring on it. So, yeah. you know, bought me a microwave and it sold me. You bought me a microwave. I can, I can fix my, <laughs> fix my um, healthy choice, oh, <laughs> healthy choice meals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ling Cuisine Pizza. So, was there any surprises being in a relationship and eventually married to somebody in first response? Was there stuff where you're like, fuck, I didn't see it. Like, I thought I knew what I was getting into, but... Yeah, yeah. So, no. we, when we started, you know, we were both patrol. He went to the county, and how I was visiting was I went to the county with him to pick up his fuel card. Because he had just started at the county, and they were oh. like, you just graduated, here's an application. We ended up working at the same agency again. Yeah. And I wasn't following him by any means. I, I would prefer, you know, not to work at the same agency. Correct. That's why I'm glad that we don't now. Mm -hmm. um, but we worked really well together. Same rotation, different shifts. Um, so if, I think I was on Charlie and he was on Alpha at the time mm -hmm. for the shifts, and that's just how mm -hmm. the shifts worked for us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we... Anytime we had shift change, I mean, we worked really well together. No PDA, nothing like that. We were just genuinely good at working together, even coming home, you know. Um, but we're both super laid-back people. Um, I, I'm kind of eccentric, don't get me wrong. But um, when it comes down to communication and stuff, I'm actually really understanding. And he's really understanding. So as far as anything we had to talk about, it was just kind of roll-off-shoulder type thing, you know. Yeah. We, we didn't really have that big of an issue with that. Now, even my academy experience, because I went to the academy and he was working patrol, um, even with that, he knew what to expect for me going into it. Mm -hmm. The big kicker that happened was that I became an investigator before he did. Even mm -hmm. though I had special victims unit, no one else wanted it. The position came open. Um, and so no one else wanted it. They were like, hey, Carol, you, you want this. Here you go. Um, but as far as the other side of things, he, he, he wanted investigations. He wanted CID. He wanted narcotics. Um, and he didn't get that immediately. And his attitude kind of started going down hill a little bit with it. He was like, you got it before I did it. I was your FTO, blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. but it... That that's this isn't the job that you a, would want, right? Well, he so, didn't. Uh, you gotta uh, split it up, compartmentalize, whatever right. you want to call it. Like, and home is home, work is work. Because Leave it there. even well, even uh, well, yeah, that that too. But within investigations, um, it's like just because there is, it depends where you're at. Because some people have to investigate everything no matter what. Yep. But once a department is big enough, well-funded enough, um, it's like, hey, bro, there was an investigation slot for this, not an investigation slot for what you wanted. Right. Like, your type of investigator goals were not, it, it wasn't there. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't available. There's not a narcotic CID violent crime. That's right. This was the, you know. SVU diddling kids type that right. would not want to do. And he would not, you know. But I started to mental health coach him more um, about things. Like, when it came down to his attitude getting sucky, I sat him down and I said, hey, listen, um, you're 
your attitudes turn into shit. Like you've got to fix that. If you want to be an investigator, you've got to fix that and show them that you want to be and, and where you want to be. Right. Work on that. I think, um, and I've seen this a lot in law enforcement where when they don't get that first promotion, mm-hmm. um, let's just call it promotions in general, that, that can be rank or with going to a, a, a special unit. Yeah. A lot of them take it really hard when they don't get their first one. Yes. Where the military is made for you not to get your first mm-hmm. one. Uh, on any yep. on any level, which kind of surprised me because he was a on, marine, on you know, any, well, was is you know, yeah. once marine, always marine. So <laughs> whatever, um, yeah, whatever, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, see, so I didn't even know that. So he should, I, I, exactly. I don't think I don't think I would have been as patient with it if you it as you were because I would have been like, yo, motherfucker, you're a marine, you yeah. fucking know this, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you're not gonna make, you're not gonna make, unless. Few, and few I exceptions. If you, a few exceptions, if you're, if you're that fucking good, you can get meritorious, whatever. If yep. you do good on a board, like you just knock it out of the park, like that's your day. You might get something on that's the right. first run. But dude, if you if you just do one pump, four years. Yep. You're gonna not get something. That's right. Yeah, and and so he, he was upset that he didn't get a corporal position, you know. And I was like, yeah. listen, and and he's thankful now because if he would have got that corporal position, he would not have been in investigations because they they would have needed that supervisory role. You know, a lot of agencies keep you in that supervisory role right. and don't move you from it. You're a good supervisor. We trained you to be a supervisor. Yeah, we're not going to put you in investigations as an investigator. Gonna you. Yeah, you're going to get stagnant. Yeah. yeah, um, and he would have at the time. Yeah, you got to play that. You got to play that right. Yeah. So so it worked out. He ended yeah. up in narcotics. You know, that's yeah. what he wanted. That's where he yeah. ended up. And now he's U.S. Marshal's Task Force, you know. So he, so he only had to wait like a year? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't It was even a year, really. Um, yeah. I don't, just, yeah, just it, wait, was, it was about exactly a year, actually, yeah. after I got in. Um, and, you know, there's some, some things that kind of build us a little bit in that, too. Because, I mean, even I was working investigations, a night shift. Um, it was one of those weird things where they were um, getting us to do an evening shift for investigations just in case shit hit the fan at 10 well I don't know why they thought shit would hit the fan at 9 o'clock when it usually does at 2 o'clock but that was our shift we got off at like 11 (laughs) so um, it was weird whatever Um, but shit hits the fan and I'm working the on call so I'm working that late shift um, with another investigator because it was one SVU and one CID investigator that did Mm -hmm. it Um, when they were on call they worked a later shift so Shit hits the fan, barricaded subject. You know, I'm like, okay, well, my nature, I call the supervisor, hey, it's it's almost 11, but um, I know y'all got shit hitting the fan. Um, where do you need me? What do you want me to do? If you don't mind answering calls for patrol on Dawn's side, that would be super helpful. I got you. I'll go ahead and call this other investigator and tell him to do the same for Hartsville's side if you need me. Yes, please. Yeah. Because that's my nature. I'm going to help my guys. I'm not going to be a buddy fucker. Yeah. Um, so I'm out there answering calls. Um, and he says, hey, you know, you're good. You can just hang out somewhere in that side of the county and, and work. Well, I don't know where they are, and I probably should have at the time. So I called another guy on patrol. I was like, hey, where are they at? Just in case shit hits the fan. You know, I don't want shots fired and me not know where they are. He says where they're at, and I'm like, Okay, then all of a sudden on the radio, shots fired, shots fired. My husband's there. Yeah. You know, 
And at the time, he was my fiance. So I get there, and this is that whole you you have to be able to work together if you're if you're in this career together. You can't let emotions wear in wear in it. I look at him; he's good. I start working on a patient. Ride the stretcher, you know, is what it is. So, officer involved shooting. My husband's involved, but I'm not letting that affect my job. Yeah. And and that's something that he was well aware of. I was checking on him. Don't get me wrong, but I was keeping. I wasn't tunnel vision in there. Yeah. You know. And after the whole situation, you good? I got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's the whole point of it. You've got to, if you're going to do this, you've got to work well together. Right. I think that's just people being honest with each other. Yeah. That's really that's really what it's about. Just being, because there's so many times egos are what they think they're supposed to be. If they're a certain rank, if they're a special, if they're a certain type of fucking team. Just be honest. That's right. And that goes with work and with, like, your relationships. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even, like, <clears throat> him being on the SRT team. Mm-hmm. On, well, there's is something called something similar. But um, the I didn't join that team for the simple fact of I, I would have loved to because that's yeah. what I like. I, I right. like stuff like that, too. But mm-hmm. he was on it. I'm not taking that from him, you know. I'm not yeah. jumping in there and doing that with him. Knowing that my emotions, I can control a little bit yeah. better than him because he's a man. I mean, it is what yeah, it is. I wouldn't put you all on that team together. No, I agree. I wouldn't have put you all on that team together even if you both applied. I agree. both good anyway. Yeah, and, and he would. He is the <clears throat> more tactically sound when it comes down to it. He is a tactical guru. I'm not. I, I'm not. Right. I, I try to be competent in what I'm doing. Yeah. I'd like to learn more. Yeah. But he is proficient in it. Yeah. Marine. Yeah, let him you do know, his thing. Let him do his thing. Right. We got to have our space in our stuff. I like internet crimes against children. He likes the total opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's just really interesting that you were in it, then met him, and then you're both in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, any last pieces of advice on that? You can kind of. I mean, LE to LE is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but regardless, being a spouse. How about how about? <clears throat> I think the biggest would be because that's kind of uncommon. Mm-hmm. So, like, detach yourself from the LE role and yes. just look at it from your wife role, being yes. a wife role, and then handling what he does as an officer and, and like that's your husband, that's your boo, but then being detached and helping him with certain things, which you already hit on some of them, yeah. but maybe just like a overall advice for somebody that's maybe uh, not experienced in that environment, but they start a relationship with a first responder. Yes, so listen, that's the biggest thing. Listen and pick up on cues. Like you've got to be aware of their mental health because they're not, they're not gonna be. I no. mean, it's. No. Uh, a man's not going to go to counseling. No. Yeah, I preach it all the time. I go once or, once a week or once every other week mm-hmm. just for the sake of I'm not going to take that home and tell him stuff, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm watching and what I'm doing, right. you know, on the cases I'm working. He's got a four-year-old daughter. Well, and sometimes you need to talk to, and that's why people aren't attracted to people that are in their profession yeah. sometimes because they have to talk to somebody that's completely detached. Yes. And they're going to think of something different. They're going to look yeah. at something different. 
Yep. Um, just to get that different perspective where, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking psycho, so I want somebody that completely understands <laughs> yes. what I'm talking about. Um, but as, as far as the, the women's side of things, like that maybe aren't in law enforcement, um, being able to listen without judging immediately. Like, because when they start telling you something... It's going to be fucked up. Yeah, it's and gonna it's be normal fu- to it's them. It's going to be fucked yeah. up. Like, I've seen more dead bodies than... But it's normal Most, to you. Right. I've and seen it's more not dead bodies than... Uh, I don't know what everybody in the Marine Corps is doing that I went through with, but all a very, very, very high percentage. I've seen more dead bodies than most of the infantry Marines that we all went through yeah. together have seen. I don't know if yeah. they've seen any. I don't... I don't I'm, more time goes by the That's more right. I, I'm not in contact with a lot of them, but um, Make, like those first four or five years, like oh, yeah. a ton of people that were Marines never even pointed a gun at anybody. Mm-hmm. And I've seen way more than a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's the... The point of it, you know, it's not going to be normal <laughs> to you if you're not a cop, you know. It's it's not going to be. Or even if you're in the office role, like you're a dispatcher, you know, you know they're going to this stuff. But, you know, listen, because that happens a lot. You have a lot of officers that are married to dispatchers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a I, don't, I don't know a dispatcher right now that I could have on, but that's another. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a prime example. That's I mean, another, it is. There's so many jokes about that. Yes. Yes. All the police memes. God, it's so <laughs> yes. it's I usually, share them all the time. It's too. usually about dispatchers. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you know, it's be an active listener. Make your spouse find a hobby that's not with you. I mean, I hate to put it like that all the way, but find an outlet, some way to give something. My my husband, the spouse, I plan. The spouse that's not a first responder. Yes. Okay. Even that, like, because they need an outlet. And if you're in their ear the whole time, like, I hate to put it like that, but nagging about their job. Don't nag about their job the whole time. Find, Let them find that outlet. Yes, you know, you're not going to understand everything they're going through. So maybe they need to release that some type of way, even if it's fishing, camping, something. Uh-huh. Now, there are people that love to be super attached to each other and some cops that like that too. Yeah. Um. I'm not one of those. He's not one of those. Let there be an outlet that's away. Yeah. So not completely consumed by people. Okay. What's, I know what it is, but what's your outlet? Biking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So hiking, bike riding, um, gym. So I, and I you don't. Do those, and you do those by yourself. Yes. All of them by myself. Mm-hmm. My husband goes to the gym. I don't go with him. Right. Uh, could we? Yeah, but we don't work yeah. out the same. We don't do the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's distract. Sometimes it's distracting too. I mean, I've been yeah. in the gym. If your girl's doing squats in front of you, that's kind of difficult right. too. Right. Like, like just I, got, I got stuff to do, and you you're growing that peach. Like, exactly. What am, supposed, what am I supposed to do? Am about? I not supposed to slap <laughs> it right now? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, and it's like distracting you from your pump, and it's like right? oh, I really gotta get. Yep. I really got to so, get this workout in. I've worked like five yep. days straight. I need to make sure I do this. And, That's right. Yeah. And on the girl side, thinks he's wearing the gray pants today. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So. The dick print's looking good. I can't do it. Can't help it. Yeah. There's yeah, a shower yeah, yeah. room. That's what it is. But when it comes down to it, you know, find that outlet. He does not do well completely by himself, but I make sure I find a way for him to have guy time. That's an important thing that I 
pushed back. I've already, even only it, I mean, I've been pushing back. I would notice this. I noticed this in college when people mm -hmm. started dating like serious. I pushed back on it then and I'm going to push back on it forever was when guys, and it's usually this setup mm -hmm. where guys get in a relationship and the female always wants them, they consume them. Yes. They're not around the boys anymore. They don't like And when they talk to the, the boys, boys, they're complaining about the female. Right. Uh, they say some type of complaint. Or she's on my ass. Yeah. Like you still need to have bro time. Yeah. Say, say whatever you want. Fucking joking about this and that. And just like, oh, we always sit around and talk about fucking ass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if they can sit around and talk about ass, but then they still come back and they're still a good spouse to you. Right. Then fucking let them do it. Like, let God them. Damn. Like, yes. <laughs> so I take a vacation by myself. I do. I take a full blown vacation. Yeah. I may Which say some people think's weird as fuck. They do. So the yeah. But <clears throat> you know, I I'll take a full blown vacation. I told my husband one time that hey, I'm going to the beach this weekend for a day, and the night. Like. I'm booking it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm staying at the Holiday Inn at this location yeah. in Surfside, you know. Yeah. And um, and I'll, I'm straight up about it. Yeah, I'll yeah. give a call or something. Hey, I'm good down here, you know. Yeah. But I take that time to myself so that I like the ocean. Let right. me breathe. Yeah. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to relax. Because that's something we don't get to do on this job is relax. <clears throat> well, there's some people that don't. Um, I think now you're, and I don't know. People are going to blame it on different things that you think that you always have to be attached to something. Yeah. AKA your motherfucking phone. Yes. People think they have to be attached to their phone all the time. People think they got to be. So if you think you got to be attached to your phone, you think you have to be attached to whatever material thing. Mm -hmm. And I think your material, I don't want to make a spouse sound like a material thing, but mm, yeah. they, would, they would be like the top tier. Yep. They would be like the most important yeah. material thing. Um, you know, the least important just be just little objects you love, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, I like these shoes. I have a million pairs of shoes or something. Like, not me personally. Yeah. Just, um, you know, you're attached to those certain things. There's a big point with mental health with that, though. That's the people point. People don't need to, they, they, like, you say go to the beach. Yeah. Like, when I go, uh, like, on hikes, mm -hmm. or, like, sometimes I've done it with whoever I'm dating. Sometimes I do it by myself. Sometimes I've done it with my dog, mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't want to have to worry about whoever you're with. Sometimes you don't want to worry about the fucking dog. That's right. You just want to be alone. Yes. And there's some people that they they instantly think that they're like, oh, he wants to be alone. He's suicidal. Or like they go, no. like they take yeah. it to like the nth degree, like immediately. Yes. It's like no, like I just get tired of people's fucking problems all week. You know, right? I hate to put because it like that. Well, and then with us, that's what we deal with. All the time is all a the problem. Time. There is the point in time where you don't want you want zero problems. Zero. You don't want to worry about work. You don't mm -hmm. want to worry about your kids. You don't Even if it's for three hours on my bike, you know, right? right Spending right. time away, breathing, and that's right. mental health things too. You know, like I and I've stressed this. I stressed this to my husband at one point. You know, there is never a time where I'm gonna have where I'm gonna tell you that I need you, because and he says. You know, I, I get that. Now, I, I like to have you. I do. I like to have you. And yes, people say need in, in some circumstances. But if you got in a car crash tomorrow, I'm going to be really sad. But I'm still going to live. Like, I'm still going to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I've had to. So I've, I, I say I've need is say, like water or breath, you know. Yeah. 
I, I've had to say that to people, and they get like really fucking butthurt about it because they want to over romanticize romance. Yeah, it's not. No, and it's not that hard because <laughs> they because they you know you hear the stories about like some old couple that's been together for like 60, 70 years or whatever, and they die within a week of each other. Yeah, the one dies of a broken heart or whatever. But that's somebody that's been together for. They just went through a lot of stress for one. So right. I'm just saying that well, they're and old. They went through like a long <laughs> amount of time, like a, a, a growth and a bond that's mm-hmm. unimaginable unless you do. If it I've known yourself. you for five years. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not right. even a quarter of my life. I'm just, right. Just right. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I'm I'm big about that. You yeah. know, like that, my that husband hurt, jokes that. that I'm independent, strong, strong, independent woman who yeah. don't need no man. Yeah. But. I am a strong, yeah. independent yeah. woman who don't need no man. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can, I will well, people survive. Can't, people, people can't separate wants and needs just yeah. because of the material world we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes from just literal material things all the way to your relationships. Yeah. Right. And and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. So breathe, just <clears throat> breathe. That's the biggest thing. Be there mental health wise. You know, watch the warning signs. Be someone they can talk to and don't yeah. nag yeah. about their job. Do not tell them to get out of their career. If, if that's what you they're doing. You just need to quit. You just need to quit law yeah. enforcement. That, yeah. You're going to get shy. I don't want to get, I don't want you to get shy. No. Yeah. Like, no, stop. Yeah. Like the percentage of the, the, the chances of being shot is. Yeah. And most of the time cops have super, got. Super, super low. Yeah, and most of the time, the cops have several divorces. Don't get me wrong. They yep. usually do. Yep. So, so they were in this career before they met you. Typically. Yeah. They didn't join this career for you. And, <laughs> and it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It is. It 100% is. I've had a couple people that be like, oh, it's just a job. No. I don't want you to get away from me. Yeah. Because I really could not see myself doing anything else at this point. I, I really couldn't. Right. I mean, I tell people that, like, I know... Maybe I'm not going to be on the road mm-hmm. forever, and especially nowadays, it's almost unimaginable to reach, you know, the whatever our retirement age is now. It's going to be different by the time yeah. we do retire. Like everybody always thinks it's twenty. No, it's twenty-eight in, now. In South Carolina, has not been twenty for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I know I'm in the arena. Yes. Like I know, it might not be at the sheriff's office forever, mm-hmm. but it's like. I may end up crippled in the civil division, but I'm going to be somewhere, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just... <laughs> Maybe work in courtroom security, but you yeah. know. Yeah, who knows, who knows. I there's plenty of people that do that. Too. Yes, and, and they're great at it. They enjoy it. Not me. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I like it. Um, like I said, this is going to be part uno of kind of the, uh, you know, the women of first response. Be it in it, married to it, dated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a part of it. Married yeah. to it, even though you're in it too. Um, did you have anything else on your extensive notes? That, <laughs> take, that, that was gonna, a lot, right? I'm take a picture of yes. because you're, uh, you have more notes than me. Nobody yeah. ever comes in with more notes than me. Um, but that's, I am OCD. That is, but that is, the, <laughs> that is the investigator in you. Yes, it is. Um, I was only like making it for like 10 minutes too. So. <sighs> Lord. How, fi- how fast do you type? Super fast, oh, super fucking fast. Oh, <laughs> I don't have to look at the keyboard, so you gross. know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was awesome. You were like a little bit of everything. Yeah. So we got fire. <laughs> we got Ellie, investigator, married to Ellie. That's literally almost everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well rounded. <laughs> <laughs>
No, that's good. So this will be um, the first in a couple. I have ideas. I have people I want to talk to. I have I have people that uh, I might not be able to string all of these together because there's uh, the page Bible and Bullets. I've not met her in person, but she works with people we know in the upstate. Great page. I don't know if you looked at hers yet. I have not, but it's, I will. It's a big page. Okay. It's a big page. Um, for for somebody that's not already famous, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like oh, it's yeah. easier for famous people to get more famous, just how it's easy for rich people to get more rich. Yep. Like she built that like on her own. Like she's not a famous person. Hell yeah. Um, she's a normal gal. Um, but she's she's super pregnant. <laughs> might have had a baby by now. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I need to I need to reach out to her, make sure she's all right. But the. The people I know up there haven't said anything otherwise, so I'm assuming she's okay. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of the one. I'd already been thinking about it, but she had sent me like a lot, like a big, you know, <laughs> we joke around about like when you get that text from the girl and it's like a paragraph. Yep. Well, she sent me one of those, but it was work and podcast related. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of great stuff on there that kind of made me think about some other stuff and made me think about what I would ask other females in yeah. the arena about it. Um, but I don't, I don't know when I'm be able to get her on there, on here because she's having a baby. Mm. Um, so yeah, part one of, I'm gonna, I'm thinking like maybe five episodes of people I got that I'm thinking of. Or badass females. Uh, <laughs> sure, if we want to call them. It's badass, badass females. Sure, get it right. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, hope you all guys uh, enjoyed. Hear a puppy howling in the background. It's not my fault. Um, hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, as always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe. Everything CTG. Uh, Investigator Charlie here is not on uh, anything public. So, but if you want, if you have any questions of, uh, you know, questions from her or about ICAC or anything like that, you can reach out to me and I can ask her, and we can put that on the on the socials um one thing we did recently we sk we skipped a week there was a lot of people that got like sick all at once oh yeah um covid's ramping back up or whatever we want to call it um one thing we did over that time period is we became um ambassadors with combat iron apparel which being ambassadors is kind of a new thing um to where they don't uh you know before you used to have to like straight up get sponsors you'd have to like pay influencers and shit like that so now the new route is becoming ambassadors for different companies and the first one we have done that with and i asked him about it before because uh, I, I kind of i personally messed up and i kind of applied as an individual and they approved me as an individual but i don't want my stuff public um, which is what you got to do to be become a good ambassador and maybe get sponsorships down the road and get get perks through their programs, right? And everybody has a different type of ambassador program that I'm sure everybody has seen at least once or twice on uh, on social media, mm -hmm. uh, specifically on Instagram, because that's kind of a, like, that's our favorite platform. Um, so I asked them, I was like, hey, can I do this as the company? And they had told me just to like, you know, put, uh, make sure I send them like our company handle or whatever. Um, and I ended up like reapplying and doing it as the business or whatever. So we got approved for that. So you can, if 
you put in, go to combatironapparel.com, look up all their stuff. They give you discounts on shit all the time. I'm not sure how they do like combination of the discounts. You know, you only use one discount code or it doesn't pair with mm-hmm. this item or whatever. Um, but for ours, if you put in capital CTG, Hall CTG, so Charlie Tango Golf 1-5, get 15% off. So anybody that enters that, it kicks back to us. Um, we get like points for that. We'll be sharing stuff weekly of theirs. Um, and they got, it, it's a, um, I mean, they're, they're veteran and Leo owned. So they got some stuff that's a little moto, a little too moto for me. Um, like I, I don't, re- I don't wear the shirts that, you know, say some smart ass saying on it or whatever. Um, but they've got, I mean, they're, they're apparel. So they got bags, water bottles, shorts, t-shirts, all the, all the cool stuff we like to fucking wear to the gym and post about or whatever. So we became ambassadors with them. So CTG, Charlie Tango Golf, 1-5, gets you 15% off your whole thing. So 15% off one water bottle, 15% off if you fucking go ham and buy $500 worth of gear. And, and they got a lot of great female stuff too. Yeah. Um, within that company and they have another company that's kind of attached to them uh sexy but savage yes i believe yes i do believe that um, is and they got a bunch of cool a lot of the print stuff is the same but then they also have separate stuff on there that i mean uh, like bikinis like you i don't can match to the gym yes yeah um so be on the lookout for that we're gonna Hopefully that relationship gets cultivated. Um, so that's kind of like with apparel, and I have a pair of their shorts that I, I have one of their bottles. It's not the one I have up here today, um, but their their shorts are like kind of uh, as a marine, we like tiny shorts. Mm-hmm. So they're they're in that silkies, um, ranger panties, silkies, ranger panties, whatever you want to call them, kind of realm. Um, and I have like I I bought like the loudest. Yeah, well, I, I did not buy them. I was, was <laughs> they were given to me. They were, they were actually bought for me. Um, I have like the loudest, most annoying ones possible. It's like Hawaiian print with like silence 1911s <laughs> on them, and they're like you know they're medium, so they're a little smaller than probably oh, yeah. they should be. Um, so I'm about that, and they have shorts like that all the time. So that's what caught my eye with them first. But then they got everything else with the smart ass shirts and flags and socks and girl stuff, guy stuff, hoodies, the water bottle. The water bottles are pretty tight too. Um, but the ever, it's like the forever problem that I've always had is getting water bottles that fit my cup holders in my patrol vehicle. Yes. I've got a solution for that. I'll show you that. It's um, in my patrol vehicle so right now. So the ones, <laughs> but is what's stupid is the ones that always fucking fit are like the, uh, the bubbled ones on the bottom for yep. like fast food. Like That's those right. are the ones that fit. Only ones that fit. Like, so I usually try to go to like, you know, the Circle K or the Loves or whatever and get like a Gatorade and not get like a big ass like polar pop of soda, <laughs> which I can't even drink soda like that anyway. I can't anymore, the but last, I used to. The last like big, the, the last thing of soda I like drank drank was when we were on that standoff. Yeah. For, Six seven hours, hours. Seven hours. So I had gotten there when it was daylight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. And, um, <laughs> I met you in the woods. Man, we uh, <clears throat> and I downed a Mountain Dew. Yeah. I don't. Cause I don't drink soda yeah. like that. I downed a Mountain Dew just because I needed like the yeah. fucking sweet and the sugar and like, 
Well, it's you know, I was like, begging for water, so you know. yeah. Well, you'd have to beg for water. <laughs> it's kind of hard when you're getting, yeah. <laughs> when you're catching OC off the house, right? I need some fucking water. Yes. Uh, I'm <laughs> calling everybody while we're laying out there. Yeah. Water, water, please. Water. Yeah, yeah. Lesson learned on that. Yeah. With, with you know, parking your car one spot and then running into the woods in another spot. Yes. Right? All right, investigator Charlie. You got anything else? I'm you good. Done? Because I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired. Yes. Well, not tired. I'm on night shift. I'm ready to do my night shift thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. Go to my, (laughs) my yeah, you worked all day. I worked like half the day. Then got to go back to nights. Um, Good convo. Yes. Um, I hope this is, this is probably, now that I look at it, you're a good person to have first for my female series. And then to go from there. Great. Because you got a little bit of everything. All right, guys. Till next time. See ya.